Welcome to episode 63 of The Bar Dizzle, the show that questions answers and answers burning questions, like how many Taylor Swift fans does it take to change a light bulb? The answer? Only one. The rest are making friendship bracelets and or waiting in line to purchase a $100 t-shirt. Dave and Scott will not be among the throng of Swifties on the North Shore this weekend for the Taylor two-step. They are in their happy place in the friendly confines of Scott's palatial Wallingford Heights estate in the North Hills. They are about to give a swift kickoff to the show and as usual sports, spirits, brews and random rollicking will roll out. And as an added bonus, Yahoo Sports senior writer and Nevada Boxing Hall of Famer Kevin Isle makes his second appearance on the show. He will most certainly unsheath his cutlass and hold it high in celebration of his Vegas Golden Knights that captured the Stanley Cup this past week whilst he was in attendance. And he'll surely insert interjections about the combat sports world. Okay boys, lots to get to tonight. Time to take the stage and be swift about it. Thanks Tessa. <laughs> Let me just say this, uh, much respect. Uh... Miss Taylor, but to paraphrase one of your song titles, I knew it was trouble when I saw the, <laughs> the masses of your Swifty Swarm on uh, on TV uh, camping out Thursday night to buy gear from the merch tents that didn't even open up till this afternoon. <laughs> Dave, here's hoping that uh, swarm of uh, Swifties won't treat the parking lots uh, and streets near the stadium as uh, one giant cesspool and landfill like the uh, Kenny Chesney kooks love to do <laughs> when they assemble down there, Dave. Yes, please. I mean... Uh, I mean, Taylor's players are they're gonna play, 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 but the the cleanup crews down there don't want to have to shake off two tons of Taylor trash in the aftermath. No, there, no, Scott, yeah. no, never. And speaking of shaking things, uh, why don't you uh, shake a Taylor tail feather and uh, set up the set list for the BD sixty three? Yeah, tonight, no, appreciate so. it. And uh, we got a pretty big, uh, pretty big show tonight, and uh, I'll, I'll kick it off properly. There like you that. go. Uh, really big shoe, as Ed Sullivan used to say back. Really in the day. big shoe. Uh, so we're back to our famous 63s. We got a couple of good ones, plus uh, 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 made it a trifecta on football tonight. Um, and then we got a special guest again tonight, uh, yep. re- returning special guest. You were yep. able to effort uh, Mr. Kevin Ioli. Just in the last 48 hours or so. Yeah. Not and, quite uh, that down. You, you reached out to me uh, over the course of the week as we were doing some prep work and, and mentioned that uh, uh, he reached out to you and uh, he went yep. to every home game, right? Yeah, pretty much. He has season tickets, so I'm um, pretty sure he was there at H1. I'll you know clean that up when we talk to him. But right. uh, but uh, yeah, he was definitely there. Man the, on the scene. The, man on the scene for the hoisting the other night. So it'd be interesting to get his perspective on the team and and how things went and how they how they got that all together. So yeah, and we can uh, depending on time we can throw out and uh, see how the, the the pugilists are doing. We I haven't paid a whole <laughs> lot of attention to it. Again, you know, it's it's the, right. It's a land of a thousand names versus yep. the big names back when you and I were, were into that stuff. Sure. And there's actually a pretty interesting birthday happens to fall right on the day that we're interviewing him. So I'll throw that in. Adam, okay. We, we, okay. You know, get to okay. Him, so. Yep. And then we'll uh, go through uh, what we're uh, sipping. Um, and then uh, we've got uh, uh, probably maybe a minor Steeler update. Yeah. The um, mini camp stuff. Yeah. And then we've got uh, pens and NHL stuff again. Of course, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll Dust off some some goings on there, yep. and then it, uh, you know we're we're in the heat of it here, although uh, not too hot today. Yeah, um, the Buckos and baseball, and uh, we're in your friendly confines, but the other friendly confines weren't so friendly to your uh, yeah. our squad. But we'll, yeah. we'll get into that. that a that's bit. right, and we'll get into those guys. Sure, and then uh, we'll do some uh, random roundup rump and um, a couple other sports things yep. pop in the whole PGA Live thing and some other yeah. interesting things. And like you mentioned, maybe a quick one on preview and some things. 
just as as it flows after the local yep. stuff. So. Absolutely, and uh, another uh, uh, you know another unfortunate passing, and we'll we'll get into that. Sure uh, thing. All right. Yep. So we'll be back in a flash, folks. Stay tuned. Come on. Back from the break, Dave, and uh, we've got uh, Kevin Ioli on the Bar Dizzle Hotline. Why don't you take over, Dave? Yeah, the second appearance uh, for my old buddy and uh, and as uh, one of Scott and I's favorite rock and roll bands from that area I like to say when they're out on tour at various places all over the, the universe, uh, brought to you by fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, by way of <laughs> my buddy uh, Combat Sports Yahoo Combat Sports senior writer and and uh, extraordinaire. extraordinaire and uh, Nevada Boxing Hall of Famer, Mr. Kevin Ioli. Kevin, thanks for dropping in. Appreciate you guys having me, Dave. Yeah, no problem, buddy. And so uh, I wanted to get something out of the way real quick before I forget and go into some of the the revelry that you're been taking a part of. I'm sure it's going to be in the, in the in the near future here out the, out your way. But a, a pretty famous birthday today in your in your world, uh, Mr. Roberto Nomas Duran is seventy two years young today. Did you know that? He is something else. A good guy, you know. I feel really blessed to have gotten to know him as well as I do. Uh, uh-huh. Just a tremendous, tremendous guy. Really a fun guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, being around him and uh, Sugar Ray Leonard, Tommy Hearns, uh, and a little bit Marvin Hagler. Marvin lived in uh, Italy for a long time, so I didn't get to know Marvin like I got to know the other three. But, uh, you know, that that to me is one of the best eras of boxing. And Duran, oh, yeah. uh, yep. clearly, oh, yeah. in my opinion, greatest lightweight of all time. And, right. you know, he's up there as one of the greatest fighters of all time. Uh, so, you know, happy birthday to Hans of Stone. Yeah, there you go. And uh, I, I just was, you know, obviously with the birthday, the – Rolled out a few of the the big bouts and everything, and obviously the the trifecta of of, of bouts with uh, with Leonard and and uh, you know the the first one being that you know he uh, Leonard that is admitted that you know the Stone Man there kind of intimidated him, calling calling his calling his wife names and doing all kind of stuff pre bout that kind of got into Sugar Ray's head. He wasn't really used to you know, I guess that amount of kind of vitriol, and then admitted that it kind of. Affected him a little bit, and then of course the second one, the November twenty fifth, nineteen eighty, which is the which was the famous No Moss thing. And I know this is you were still in Pittsburgh then, obviously, but um, uh, yes, yeah, still at that point. Right, right. So, but I guess my question to you is, after you know seeing that bout, you know, I'm sure on numerous occasions, you know, Roberto had mentioned that you know he couldn't go on. He said he was having stomach problems and all that kind of stuff. And I thought, yeah, I mean, from getting punched in it and then on the side of the head and on the side of the leg and. Whatever, but what do you recall from that as far as the true reason, or was there anything that you gleaned from that as far as did he actually say it and there's that kind of stuff? Well, there was a uh, a really good documentary done on uh, Sugar Ray Leonard and Duran on that on that series of fights, and uh, okay. and they finally got the truth out. What happened was, you know, Duran went out and partied from the day after yeah, the heard that, uh, right. fight in Montreal. Basically, up until the time that he, you know, he fought the rematch, and right. you know, he was treated like king in Panama. Just was, right. you know, right. I mean, he was eating, drinking, doing all the, not a bunch know, of weight. Stuff that, yep. Yeah, and and you know, so now he has to make weight. So he's killing himself at the scale, trying to get the weight <laughs> off. And I can just tell you from being around these 
guys. I mean, if there's one thing they all hate, it's cutting weight. Sure. And it's the most difficult part of their job. Sure. And even when their training at camp goes perfectly, making weight is still a huge challenge. Sure, sure, sure. Let alone what you do with Duran did. So, you know, Duran didn't have the physical skill going into that second fight that he had in the first fight sure. because of the way he trained or didn't train. Right. And then mentally, you know, he's one of those guys that, you know, he's a proud guy and he realized he was being humiliated and he just wanted to get out of there. He didn't want, he did not want, now they're good friends, but at right. the time, you know, he not hated so much. Ray Leonard and he didn't want the quote unquote pretty boy to make him look bad. And so he just said, let me out yeah. of here. And that's really pretty much what happened. Right, right. Got it. And, uh, do you, uh, just and you mentioned a little bit about sort of a ranking type thing or what you thought about him, but like in the pantheon of his weight class and in just that in just that group, and we covered that a little bit the first time you were on, which was show seven, unbelievable. We're at number sixty three, but um, wh where did you where did you put him like up in that range of those of those of those big guys that were around then? Well, you know, I think I think you, you have to say he's the greatest lightweight of all time. In okay. my opinion, if you look at what he's done right. and how long he stayed at lightweight and one he's the best lightweight ever right now right. i think most people think and as a welterweight because then he moved up and he had hearns and right uh lettered in those right. and he fought at that weight for right. a long time not as good because he had a lot of losses there that yep. weren't you know kirk lang and guys like that guys they should, uh, have lost to and eventually he went all the way up to light heavyweight this is wow. a guy wow. that was yeah. right. you know, high and he's fighting you know because he just uh, put on so much weight right. and didn't have the discipline so right. i think that takes a little bit away from uh from his all-time ranking but i yeah. still think you know he's yeah. in the top 25 in all weight classes and certainly number one and, and there's some people that might say benny leonard's you know there's some people that might say mayweather is the greatest lightweight yeah. a couple other guys right yeah. um you know, I, I could argue that point, but even if you, you want to give concede that, he's no worse than two or three at, at one thirty-five. So, right. you know, one of the all-time greats and, right. a, and, a, and a really fun guy. Yeah. So, we, would you uh, pretty much attribute, like, just going over what you just said, uh, would you pretty much attribute his lack of success when he when he moved up, just basically because it's just not being as effective at that next weight, or are there other factors involved? No, I mean, I think, you know, when he finally got rich, I mean, this is a guy that grew up, I mean, you know, we hear about poor people and, you know, they have a house and they have running water and right. maybe they don't have a lot of other stuff, but they have that. Yep. Durant had nothing wow. and yep. growing up mm -hmm. and all of a sudden he becomes fabulously wealthy Yes, and he was the king of his country, basically, you know, just yep. uh, mm -hmm. in Panama, there's no bigger than, than he was right. and i think you know he just lost the motivation to train the same way when he did train when he did have the motivation he right. was still great at 147 at 154 gotcha. at 160 okay. he had a lot of really good fights but he didn't have the same motivation that he had before sure. so yeah. i i don't that it, you look at his talent you look more at you know what they put into the game at that point when you know he just he had so much money and so yep. much fame and yeah women threw themselves on him and, and all those type of things. Sure. Yeah. I mean, so the lifestyle and then, uh, of the rich and famous all of a sudden, like you said, coming from dirt, uh, that, that, you know, it eventually takes your toll cause your body does, your body doesn't lie. I mean, you can't cheat your way through right. something like that. You're not playing a chess match against like some Russian guy and you're sitting across a table, you know, I mean, it's, you know, right. you're, you're having to be at your peak, especially yeah. against some of those, those heavy, uh, heavy hitters like that. Like it's, it's not like you're, 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 
you get your some tomato can that you're going against, so you could just sleepwalk your way through it, right? Yeah, I, and I think what people don't understand sometimes, Dave, is this: is how close these guys are at the very top, right? And sure. it's the same thing as in right. the NFL and MLB. You know, those the teams. There's the worst team to the best team. There's not that much of a difference. You know, there's there's slight differences, but you know, these players are so good. Mm-hmm. And and the athletes are so good. boxing conditioning is so huge, right? Yes, right. yeah. It helps to have great skills. It helps to have you know speed and power and quick hands and all these other things. But if you don't have the heart and you don't have the gas tank, boxing is the worst sport in the world for you. And I think yeah. that's what happened to Durant. Just basically didn't have the gas tank and he couldn't go beyond a couple of rounds. And uh, there were guys that figured that out, knew they could outlast him for a couple of rounds and then they would be able to beat on him and, you know, kind of uh, knock him down. Hey, Kevin, would, would you say that's very similar to what happened with uh, uh, Mike Tyson and Buster Douglas when, when Tyson was clearly not in shape for that yeah. fight? hundred percent. You know, um, Buster Douglas, was a talented guy before that fight. He fought a lot of really good heavyweights, not great heavyweights, but good heavyweights. And he, you know, he performed well, but he was an up and down guy. His father was a really good middleweight, you know, not as talented as some of the others, but uh, um, he he was called Dynamite Billy Douglas. And and, uh, Billy Douglas was just as tough a guy as there was in boxing and really hard-nosed. And then he put a lot of pressure on Buster. And James, you know, who also became a good friend of mine, um, James did not respond well to that, that kind of pressure. And so one day he's up, one day he's down. But then his mom died, and when he fought Tyson, you know, everything kind of went his way. He got himself right. into shape. What I always liked about that fight is if you watch the, the replay of that fight, and I'm sure it's on YouTube. I know ESPN Plus has it. When he got knocked down, I think it was in the eighth round, and the camera focuses on him. You see him, and he kind of bangs the mat with his, his fist. He knew he made a mistake. You know, yeah. It wasn't like he was right. really hurt. He right. made a mistake, and he was frustrated. He got back up. He was composed, and he boxed again. Yep. As far as Tyson was concerned, yep. you know, I mean, you know, 100%. Um, you know, Tyson just, you know, he did not have the discipline, and he had that, you know, God-given power and that God-given speed and quickness. I mean, he was so fast for a big guy. But, you know, his life was a, a public, you know, uh, scenario, and it was just crazy. Yep. And so, you know, it just – you had to have Mike uh, – you know, if Mike had been like Sugar Ray Leonard and had that kind of physical maturity and everything, you know, Mike Tyson might have been the uh, best heavyweight of all time. Sure. I mean, he's nowhere close to that. Now, right, right. But, uh, but because of what his, uh, you know, how he handled his career, you know, he, he, he wasted a lot of it in terms of now, hey, look, he was the youngest heavyweight champion ever. He was the youngest champion. He did a lot of things. So I'm not, I'm not bashing him, right. but I'm saying compared to could have been right. and what he actually was is two different things right? exactly and uh I, I wanted to go back to something you said about uh you know making weight and just you know if you're partying too much if you're doing some things in, in the world of boxing it's it's so much different when there's a guy standing across you that's trying to beat the crap out of you like for for, for example you, you mentioned some of the other sports and one i famously remember was like in the first super bowl uh, max mcgee a receiver uh from the, <laughs> the packers who was a tremendous player right and, and, you know, but, you know, when, when the Chiefs came into that Super Bowl, you know, the, the Packers, they didn't consider them even any kind of competition. They just, you know, it was the new league, you know, and they had zero respect for him. And, 
And McGee went out and, and tied it on pretty good, and he, he admitted that he was pretty much still sweating out uh, the, the the evening before his libation. So, uh, but then he ended up kind of catching a couple touchdown passes. I mean, but you know, but I mean, it's it's a little bit different whenever you can you got other guys that can run the ball, pass the ball to somebody else to do some things, play defense, you know, run that power sweep, and then they can get by with you doing whatever, and then maybe work you in later. You, you can't fake that when you're standing across another guy with gloves on. <laughs> Right. Well, you know, here's 100 percent. That's true. But here's the thing why I think the athletes today are the greatest they've ever been is because they're making so much money. And and so the expectations on them are higher and the training methods are better than they've ever been. You know, scientifically, we know more about how to fine tune the body and they have all these things that like just I live here in Las Vegas. If you go over to the UFC Performance Institute. It is incredible what they do with these athletes, and uh, and you see a lot. I wrote a big piece about Glover Teixeira, uh, who was a light heavyweight in the UFC, and he was a good light heavyweight, but he was, you know, he was not that elite level. Then all of a sudden, he went to the UFCPI and started training there and following their regiment, and he became the light heavyweight champion at 40 years old. Right. I mean, it was all, and he credits the UFCPI for helping him become the champion. And wow. I think that you know, in today's world. The fight, there's very few fighters or very few athletes that go into a, even into training camp out of shape. They're already in peak condition when they go into camp, and then they tune themselves specifically in camp for what they have to do in their game, event, fight, whatever it is. Right. And uh, since we're already kind of there, uh, instead of having to circle back to it, let me just drop into uh, the combat and the MMA thing because, you know, I, I this is just me being complete uh, outsider, really kind of a layman and, and as a, as far as I, I don't follow the, the sport, obviously, in anywhere near like you do, because it's your a lot of your whole world. But um, uh, it seems to me, and just tell me, and I've had different uh, you know, pundits, you know, experts, just media, whatever, talk about how you know MMA and uh, combat fighting was such a thing because I remember it was like a big lead up to these few championship bouts that they would have the championship fights that they would have and it seems like there's one like every other weekend now so is that diluted some of some of the the, the power of that or, no. uh, or what do you think or is it just no. as big as it ever had been well i used to, when he, you know when dana white bought the ufc in, in 2001 he bought it at the beginning of 2001 um Pride was the dominant organization. They ran, you know, every three months in Japan. Yeah. UFC had five or six shows a year, and right. that was it. That, so right. they had the same guys fighting on most of the cards. But then Dana did a good job promoting the show and promoting the sport and got and teaching people the sport. Okay. Like I remember in Dana's office one day when I first started covering it, I had covered fighting boxing for a long time. I had covered kickboxing for a while. But I didn't know anything about jujitsu, and mm-hmm. so Dana and I were on the floor in his office grappling, and we're laying <laughs> on the floor, and he showed me. This one and does. And and, uh, and when they when they bu- when they um, built the apex where they have a lot of the fights now, they're smaller level fights. Like there'll be a fight uh, tomorrow night over at Apex. Mm-hmm. When we we took a tour, and I was up front with Dana, and all the other reporters were there. It's probably about 40, 50 reporters. Dana showed us his office. And he looked at me and goes, imagine doing uh, wrestling in uh, my old office compared to this place. <laughs> and his old office was in what had been a map room. And there was a desk. There was maybe four feet. And then there was a wall. There was all <laughs> kind of boxes and stuff like that. He had no room whatsoever. And I remember we were bumping into the desk and knocking boxes over and right. trash cans. And now yeah. his office 
it, it was like, I don't know how, just to get into his office over there, it's a big, long walk, right? <laughs> right, right, right. And so he did a job of building the sport okay. and make, you know, it wasn't really, in 2000, it wasn't really an option for a lot of athletes. But now it's a, a legitimate option. And a lot of people are choosing it over wrestling or, or uh, boxing or whatever. Sure. Okay, got it. So, okay, that that answers that because I just, again, these are things I just hear on the periphery and everything, and I don't watch it that much. Once in a while, we'll, uh, we'll catch one thinking of you and and, and, uh, and and checking some of those things out. So I appreciate you uh, throwing that in. So who's, who's let me finish it out by this. Who, who's, the, who's the guy? Who's the guys? Or who, who are the people really there right now who are really your studs? Well, I mean, I think John Jones uh, is the, you know, right now is not only the best fighter in the world today, he's the okay. best fighter of all time. I mean, Jones is uh, the UFC heavyweight champion now. He had been the light heavyweight champion for uh, a little over 10 years before he gave up the belt. He moved up to heavyweight because he won another challenge, okay. and he won the heavyweight title in March. Uh, he's going to defend it, uh, expected to defend it at the Garden in uh, November against Stipe Miocic, the former champion, okay. and that should be a... a Big event, and he may retire after that. But the lightweight division is filled with great fighters. Uh, Islam Mahachev is the champion. He beat Charles Oliveira, who just won last week in a fantastic fight in Vancouver, uh, a number one contender fight. So Oliveira is going to fight Mahachev. Uh, and the lightweights are just really, really good. Okay. And Conor McGregor is going to at some point we don't know exactly when uh so and now there was that allegation that he raped a woman uh that came out yesterday and uh, there was video of him going into a bathroom with a woman so we don't know what yeah. his situation is going to be but there's sure. a lot of depth in that light division sure. and some fantastic fights so do you think maybe jones i mean just on a periphery again just kind of following a little bit as i, I have do you think he, he kind of cemented himself in the, like a top of that list by when he claimed the the, the, the title over uh Cyril Gain? Do you think that that was really what I, cemented that for I him? would just say John Jones is the Mario Lemieux of, uh, wow. of MMA. Wow. Okay. That's okay. Well, that kind of answers that kind of question. Uh, that's, that's awesome. Okay. Well, that's great. Well, listen, uh, appreciate you dropping all that kind of stuff in, but I wanted to get to the, the main topic of the main uh, topic of conversation here, which obviously your VGK golden Knight, uh, you know, the, uh, capturing the, capturing the chalice, uh, while, while you were in attendance, you were, oh, you were man on the scene. And uh, just right out of the gate, before we get into some of the details, I mean, you already hear how crazy the place is. I think about Biz, uh, Biz Nasty there, Biz and that was talking about that. He's he said his, his his ears hurt for like a fucking day and a half. You know, after being inside of there, yeah. how loony? How loony would you say that on a scale of like a rock concert and stuff like that? I have never been inside of an arena that was like it was uh, the other night at Game 5. Wow. Never. Uh, and, in fact, uh, I was standing outside uh, with somebody, and we were going in, and they had a flyover. They had the uh, Thunderbirds flyover. Wow. Yeah. And, and, oh, just, I mean, I thought my ear was going to explode when they went <laughs> over. And it, it, it stayed just as loud throughout the game. I mean, it was yeah. it was amazing. And, and we were leaving – you know, they, they have um, what they call Toshiba Plaza, and it's a really big area. There's restaurants. Yeah. New York, New York Casino is in, in Toshiba Plaza. Okay. Across the street is Park MGM. Uh, a bunch of a whole bunch of restaurants there and everything. And they had 25,000 people there Jeez. who didn't get into the game, as well as 20,000 people. <laughs> I think the attendance was 19. It was the biggest attendance they ever had. But the Golden Knights in their entire history have sold out every single game they've ever had. Every single uh, game. So Wow. Getting to end from season one to now, there's never been an unsold ticket. Um, wow! And so the people here 
crazy about the Golden Knights. But that game five, when they knew they could win the cup, uh, was just to a different level. And I'll just tell you a quick story. Uh, in season one, 2018, we played the Capitals in the final. Right. And we win game one. So that was five wins in a row because we played Winnipeg in the semifinals, lose game one, and win, and then we win two, three, four, five. Then we come back in game one and we beat the Capitals. And, uh, and I'm sitting there going, we are going to win the freaking Stanley Cup. <laughs> yeah. And it was just this feeling. But game five that year – there was a ton of Washington people there uh, because Washington had a chance to clinch. And in my row, uh, all season long, with all season ticket orders, all of a sudden, you know, for that particular game, most of the people were Washington. And so that game was not <laughs> right. The same. Right. But this game, oh, my Lord. I mean, it was just uh, – and what a great franchise and what a great team. I mean, they, they were the best team – um, in the playoffs by, by no doubt. No doubt. Um, yep. And they played the right, very few penalties. You know, they weren't a team that was gooning it up, but they played physical. They were as physical as anybody. And I think one of the reasons they won the cup is they just, you know, to be crass, they beat the shit out of the Panthers. I mean, they just yep. pounded them. They did. The Panthers yeah. couldn't take Right, and I, I think what we were exchanging text a couple times during that game and, and, and a couple of the other games, and I, I – I, I mentioned to you, speaking of Mike Tyson, I, I mentioned that, the, 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 you know, this Florida team, they, they were kind of built uh, that way to, to throw themselves around. And you have guys like Gudis and, and some other people on the, on the team that, that, that tend to do that. And they like to be like the uh, sort of intimidators that way. They have obviously some Barkov and some really good players, but uh, skill wise. But, uh, but I, I think that it's one of those things like they came into that series. And I was, Scott, I was telling, texting with, Kevin, about this, is they, they had this plan to do that. And, and as Mike Tyson would say, you know, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face. Right. And and, 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 and Vegas was like, no, we're the ones that are going to do this. You guys are going to be the ones that are, are going to take the brunt of this. And I think and I think we're going to talk about maybe the couple uh, people they got. But, like, you know, I think some of the, the deals, you know, getting those couple defensemen that they picked up and I, th- I thought was critical. And, 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 and one of them, what I mentioned to you, is Ivan Barbashev. I just think I, it's, it sounds like uh, one of the old – only old wrestler guys that was a bad guy that was a heel, you know. What I mean, because he just he just trucked people. I mean, this guy is is just built like a washing machine. And he's, what do you think? Yeah, no, he was a huge addition because they needed that last guy. They needed somebody to play on the first line. Yep. And he was great for Ivan Marchessault. You know, you probably heard during the playoffs a lot of talk about the misfits. You know, Jonathan yes. Marchessault, get there, yeah. Riley Smith. Yeah. And they had played together from day one all the way you know, through last year, and they started training camp together this year at the start of the season. Right. But Cassidy realized they needed to break up the lines and have depth throughout. And so what he did was he moved Marchessault to the first line with Eichel. And, Bar- and when they got Barbashev, it made a difference yep. because Barbashev was the perfect complement. You know, for a while they put Barbashev on the fourth line, and of course he played great, but they already had a good fourth line with Kolasar, Carrier, and yep. Nicholas Waugh. Right. So when he made the decision to put him on the first line, you know, he opened up a lot of space for a guy like Marchessault because he's big, he would go to the net, he was you know, just blasting people. Right. And there's room. And Marshall would go in behind him, get in the slot. Eichel would get him the puck and he would score. Do their thing, and yeah. it, it really became, you know, so it was a team. You know, like I always think of the Penguins and I tell a lot of my friends, though, the 92 Penguins, you know, are probably the 93 Penguins, maybe the greatest collection of talent in yeah, NHL I agree. history. Agree. You know, they had 
you think what they had, you know, they, you know, Lemieux and Yager and Ron Francis, yep. Kevin Stevens and yep. Larry Murphy and right. Trottier. How many captains were on that team? Just how many Hall of Famers? How many Hall of Famers? And how many Hall of Famers, right? right. Um, and so the Golden Knights didn't have anybody like a Lemieux, like a Yager. But what I would say is this. Eichel developed and he became like maybe a Dale Howarchuk, right? When oh, yeah, Mario yeah. was playing, sure. Dale Howarchuk yep. One of the better players in the league. He got overshadowed because he had Gretzky in the Western Conference and Messier in the Western Conference, and you had uh, Mario in the Eastern Conference. But Dell Howardchuk was one of the best players oh, in yeah. hockey that's for that. a long time, yeah. and that's what that's what Eichel became, right? right. And then Marchessault had been a goal scorer his entire, even before he came to Vegas his right. last year in Florida. He's thirty, right. so he obviously was a good goal scorer. Now you add Barbashev, who gave that physical element, yeah. and you know he was good at both ends. And Eichel, the thing that I loved about Eichel's game. He played as good on the defensive end, if not better, as yeah, he did he on did. the offensive end. He did, yeah. And, and all these idiots were calling him a cancer. And <laughs> they obviously didn't know what they were talking about. And this guy, God bless him, you know, he just gave his heart and soul to win this cup. And, uh, yeah. And you know, he made it. He made a, a name for himself that's never going to go away. Yeah, and Barbashev, I think uh, you know, obviously coming from already a Stanley Cup champion, you know, with with St. Louis, right? And, and you know, has that pedigree, and it just, I don't think you can. Uh, overstate that. You know, it's the same thing when Trottier came to the Penguins, and you you, you pick up, uh, you know, Paul Coffey, and 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 you, when you when you bring in people that have gone the distance and know what it takes to to go the distance and what kind of sacrifice it takes. Now, some of those guys already, like you said, a few of those guys you mentioned, uh, you know, had been to the final before, but but a lot of the a lot of them mostly mostly haven't. Um, so I think that your points there are well made. But I wanted to. Uh, throw my next question to you this way. And I know that the, the easy answer to this might be all of the above when somebody gets asked a question like this, but I'm going to throw a few scenarios and see if you think maybe one of them overrides the other is some of the most important things that happened this year. One is Eichel. Okay. I, I obviously thought that that was a, a, a great pick. And then of course he was hurt, you know, and had to, to, to make his way you know, into the lineup. He didn't come in right away. And so he had to do that and obviously navigated that back that way back and, did tremendous stuff. The num- the number two thing was the, the the play of those misfits again. The guys that were that were there all the whole time and how how they really ratcheted up their game, knowing you know what it was like to be there before. And then the the other thing is uh, the, the, the I want is the component of Aiden Hill. I, I just think this is an incredible story. I mean, because you've got like forty seven goalies on the team apparently. Like the last time I checked, yeah. And you bring in like Quick and you bring in some other guys and then. You know, there's a there's a cast of thousands that are in there, but then he came in, like you said, he played earlier, got hurt, and then. But I just think that his his run, whenever he got back in in the playoffs, to the end there like that, I think was was amazing, and it was it, by no, uh, you know, he he was just a major contributor. And some people obviously want to talk about Marsha Show and what he did, and and some other people. And the very last one was, and I talked to you about this a long time ago, Stone coming back, your captain, your leader, the fierce determination that he had and has as a leader he was very sorely missed when he was out of there uh, so those components does one of them do you think maybe overrides the other a little by saying wow this one really has more weight than the other ones i know it's kind of a combination of them but what would you think about that you know i think that the whole thing that you have to say is you never win without good goaltending mm-hmm. right and yeah Brassois gave a terrific goaltending against winnipeg in the first two games yes. against uh, Edmonton, yeah. and then he gets hurt, 
and, and Brossois, you know, was the backup to start the year. So, so for people who don't know, the Golden Knights, their plan was to have Robin Leonard as their number one and Logan Thompson, a rookie, who would be number two. Right. Leonard had double hip surgery last offseason. They found out in late July, early August, that he was going to miss the entire year. So now they got to go find a goaltender. Brossois also had hip surgery, so they were – in August, he was going to be ready for the start of the season, but he might miss the entire training camp. Right. So they went and got Hill as, a, as kind of a, a camp goalie, right? Now, Hill had played against the Golden Knights when he was with um, Arizona, and I always thought, you know, the Golden Knights would beat Arizona 5-1, 6-1. I thought Hill right. played good against the Golden Knights. They get 10 goals in those games, right? Mm, so yeah. when they got him, I was – could be a guy that could develop and his goaltending i mean he was third in the constant you know march yep. so was one yep. was two and uh, hill was three um you know, he could have easily won the con Smythe for what he did. And I think if had he played the first round, he would have done it. But the other thing, you know, you mentioned Eichel and Stone, and I'll throw Alex Petrangelo in there. They're sure, three yeah. best players. Yeah. They all played great defense all season long. Right. And so they led the way because it wasn't like, you know, you had a high scorer who was not, you know, coming back. He stayed at center ice. You had guys that they played, you know, William Carlson was probably their best defensive player. And he was a tremendous goal scorer. But they would all they would all go back, play in their own end, and come out. And that was something that Bruce Cassidy said when he took over that he was going to put in. Now, hey, look, two years ago, they, you know, they won uh, the, uh, the Jennings Trophy for the fewest goals against right. with Pete DeBoer. Pete DeBoer. Right. Last season, they had so many injuries. They set an NHL record for man games lost to injury in an 80-game-plus season, and it was all their good players. Eichel, um, Stone was out half the season. Riley Smith was out yeah. uh, about a third of the season. You just go up and down the lineup, yeah. and it was yeah. crazy how many they lost. So you pretty much throw that season out because they just had so many so many guys out. Yeah. But they came back this year, and their big guys were committed to playing at both ends of the ice. 200 feet, 200 and feet. And I think yeah. when your other players see – Hey, Mark Stone's getting in front of shots and blocking shots, and he's you know he's playing yeah. both ends of the ice. They're going to do it too, yeah. and that really made them one one through twelve in the forward group and one through six in the defense group just a, a bear to play against. Yeah, and I, you mentioned those guys playing those two hundred foot games, and I, I recall something very amazing that happened, and I remember witnessing it when I'm, the Penguins were going on their runs back to back in sixteen seventeen. Is Phil Kessel, who was obviously a guy that was kind of a one-way, go down the wings, you know, snipe and, and, you know, do his thing. And I, I'd seen a couple times watching games with uh, Scott here or, or some other people around here, and I'm like, is that Phil Kessel in the defensive zone sweeping a puck away at the at the goal line? What the <laughs> fuck is he doing? You know, and it just kind of gives shows that when people are committed, when you're that close and, and you buy into the entire system, that it, it takes the whole village. You, you can't have a couple passengers being one-way People, I mean, maybe some of them aren't as good at it, being 200-foot players, but you have to have some type of a commitment. And I think to your point is those guys made it, uh, made you know, made it their a mission to to do that. And and I, I noticed that all the way around. I think the the thing that I that I just uh, noticed, Kev, is that this goddamn team was so hard to play against. You you couldn't penetrate like their 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 box in the middle of the. Uh, uh, the zone in, in, in the offensive zone, whether they're on a PK or whether they're just just normal, they didn't turn pucks over. They didn't. They didn't make stupid penalties. They didn't make stupid passes. There was hardly any 
odd man rushes going the other way. If you go back and look at those games, and I, I come back and looked at a couple of them, and, and they're just they're just a bitch to play against because they just don't give you anything, do they? Yeah. And they they led the league in block shots by a huge margin, so they sacrificed all year. They led in the playoffs, they led in the regular season, they just got in front of shots like crazy. And that helped Aiden Hill, right? That helped Logan, Th- Logan Thompson, who was a rookie, was making 750000 made the All-Star game, right? So they you know they thought goaltending might be a problem because they didn't have uh, – they were expecting to start the year with uh, – with Leonard and Brossois. Right. Brossois came back immediately, got hurt. They've sent him down to uh, the minor league. Uh, and I happen to have season tickets, believe it or not, for the AHL team, too. So I went, oh, I, I didn't go to all their games. Yeah. Why not? I went to a few of them <laughs> and I saw Brossois play down there. And he was playing good, but you didn't think, oh, this is an NHL goalie playing against AHL players. Not a big deal. But, you know, he was a great team guy. And when he came back down the stretch, you know, the, you know, Logan Thompson had gotten injured, was out for about 10 or 12 games, sure. came back for two periods, got hurt in the, game, in the second period of his first game back. He yeah. was out the rest of the season. Hill then took over. Hill got injured. He was out. So they had at one point, they had five, <laughs> wow. uh, yeah. five games. And five different goalies win on <laughs> yeah. five straight days. Yuri Patera, uh, Brossois, uh, Hill, um, uh, Thompson, who was the other? I forget who the other one was. Yeah. But they yeah, they won. Uh, they brought minor goalies up. I mean, it was freaking crazy. Yeah. But Hill, you know, when Hill, when Hill played during the season, he was good. When Brossois played during the season, he was good. So even though going in that they were perceived to be backups, they both played good. And I think Cassidy's system played to their strengths. Yeah. They didn't face a lot yeah. of high danger shots right. the shots were from the outside yeah the defense yep. got, we had a huge defense right you know you look at how big our guys are yeah. and they, all of them were over 200 pounds all of them were over six feet tall we had a couple of them that were six feet four bigger and you know, could skate um so that really made a big difference yep and i think that what cassie said in the, in the locker room during, before one of the games and he was, was kind of his mantra during the, the playoff run especially late is Hey guys, here's the thing. We're we're rolling these four lines. I'm I'm not going to be sitting here looking at matchup issues. I'm not going to beat right. my head against the wall trying trying to match this guy and match that guy and and try to get somebody on and and, and shorten the bet. He was like, I trust all of you guys, and we're just going to roll with it. And, I, and that's so huge when you can do that because that's what the Penguins did in in sixteen seventeen. They they had you know the third line of Benino and and, and Kessel and and, and Haglin and. And and they, you know they had the, the the guys in the fourth line that they could they could eat some minutes when needed too with some speed and and I think it's it's such an advantage when you can do that right. Oh no doubt. I mean you know the Golden Knights would wear teams down because they started uh, uh, Carrier Wa and um, and uh, uh, Kolasar almost every game yeah. and they would get out there and they just forecheck like crazy back you know Keegan Kolasar six two two thirty not you know not a hands guy but a good defensive player a guy that you know will hit um, you know can chip in a goal here or there William Carrier you know when he first came to the Golden Knights in the expansion draft he was like do you remember Brian Spinner Spencer oh yeah uh, he, he reminded me of he would just get going yep. like 100 miles an hour and just fly into guys. Right. But he was getting hurt all the time. So yep. they talked to him about, hey, play the four check. Don't check. No, don't play that way. Be more. And so he's a hugely strong guy. Don't be so um, reckless. He yeah. get in a four check. He bump guys, take the uh, puck off him. And you had Nicholas Waugh, who could have, on most teams in the NHL, and I'm saying most, not just some, most would have been the number two center. Yeah. Nicholas Waugh was our fourth line 
And yep. and so he's a, a guy that they, they played on the second power play unit. That's right. how good he was. That's right. But he's on our fourth line, and he's 6'3", 215. And they had this, they, they would grind guys down. So that the uh, situation you refer to was against Dallas in game six. Yes. And he didn't worry about matching lines. He just worked. And, right. and the fourth line dominated and won that game. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, and I, I think that you know, I think Florida, their 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 magic, uh, c- kind of ran out. I think I, I've never been a, a, a Bobrovsky fan myself. Uh, he he seemed to write himself, uh, but with uh, Kachuk, you know, getting the broken sternum, and and he had a hell of a run up until then. Yeah, he really I, did. I, I think that was just the impetus. Um, you know, they didn't have enough good players. Like when you know, we always reference things we know, we know and, and experienced in the past. But when Lemieux had his hand slashed and broken, but you still had a Francis. He still had, you know, other Hall of Fame players. Right. I don't know that Florida had that. You know, they certainly climbed the hill early. They 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 took out the the, the allegedly the best team in the bracket with being the down three games to one. Yeah, the, the Boston Bruins. Um, and then after that, they kind of they they kind of really didn't get a challenge, right? I mean, they 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 you know walked over both Toronto and and, and Carolina, and and I I don't think anybody considered Toronto a, a major threat, but you know Carolina looked pretty strong all year, and I just think you know it, it just comes down, and you said it early on, and it always comes back to, to to goaltending, and that's one of the things that we were lacking here in Pittsburgh with with any consistency. We we would we would get goal. Ca- 10 for a week or maybe two weeks and then there would be an injury to Jari again and he just you know the uh, smith was okay for a game or two he hurt, but, he, he but he couldn't carry the water for the entire entire mount and if you look at the no, he's not. yeah if you look at our playoff uh, fl- flames over over the last couple of years it's 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 because of goaltending and, for the most and, part for the most yeah. part and and, and you look at how, how <laughs> goaltending rich the golden knights are um, it, it's, it's, you just know, have a lot of options, yeah, put yeah, it that way. Right. Yeah. And, and right. Well, you know, one of the things like when I, I, I think happened in the playoffs to a large degree is people overlooked the golden Knights because they didn't have anybody that stood out for the awards. Right. Like I subscribed to DK Pittsburgh sports and yeah. I saw a day on several times, you know, just dismiss the Western conference and the Western yeah. conference is not as good. He was very dismissive and did, yep. almost disdainful about the, uh, the Western conference. And I'm going well, there was four teams or five teams in the Western Conference that had like 108 or more points. Yeah. You know that you know, they're playing NHL teams too, right? Sure. You know, they're, right, right? They're good. Right. And the and the Golden Knights, you know, were on late at night in Pittsburgh, so right. people like him don't see him play, and they make these disdainful comments. Now, going into the playoffs, did I think the Golden Knights would win the cup? I thought Boston would win the cup, yeah. right? I, I thought that, the yeah. Golden Knights had a chance to get to the finals, and if Everything broke right. They might win it. But I, if you ask me my pick on day one, I would say the Boston Bruins are going to win it. Yeah. But I was not shocked by, you know, how good the Western Conference was. And, you know, you look at Dallas and you know, when you when you look at some of these teams and you watch them play night after night, how deep they are. And, hey, look, I watched the Penguins all year as much as I could. Right. I saw the Penguins play a lot of games. So I saw the Eastern Conference teams. And, you know what, the Golden Knights, the only team in the East that the Golden Knights really had trouble with um, – during the regular season was the Rangers. You know, they, they for some reason, they had trouble with the Rangers, uh, but they didn't have trouble, you know, they, they played Carolina really well. They played Boston really well. Um, you know, what I love, they destroyed the Flyers both times they played. <laughs> uh, you know, I think like in sports, I always say I root for two teams, right. the Penguins and anybody playing the Flyers. Right. And now I'll say I root for three teams. Right, 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 right. And anybody. That's funny. Yeah, so, but I uh, – you know, it's 
Yeah. It's just terrible. Like, you know, people didn't realize how good our conference was and how many good players were here. Yeah. And I think the, the I mean, I mean, to kind of wrap up the thing with, with, with the Knights and, and, and how they did things, I, you, we mentioned about the role in the four lines and just having the depth. And you're talking about, uh, you know, the, the guy you mentioned there, um, being a fourth line center, where you could be a second line center, and uh, Nicholas Wah, right? Is that what you're talking about? Um, Nicholas Wah. Yeah. So to that point, to to kind of cement your point on that is, if you look at a team like Edmonton, you know, I mean, for the longest time, look, it's just been yeah, they've acquired a few, they've acquired a few people, and they they brought some people in, but you know, you get by the McDavid Drysaddle uh, scenario, and you you get you get into their bottom six. They just—they're not—they're not threatening enough. I mean, it, it's still the same problem that they have. Forget about goaltending; is that they just don't have. If you look at teams that win, they have bottom six people that can play, right. and, and probably are, are probably more like top six players who just happen to have to be down there because the other guys are so much, you know, good. Uh, you know, and well, kind of you think about the pen, <clears throat> think about the Penguins. And sit, people don't realize this about Sidney Crosby. That guy gave up a ton of money in his career. So that the Penguins could be good. Yes, he did. He took that eight point seven million dollar contract. Yep. Connor McDavid's making twelve and a half million. Yep. Drysaddle's making ten million. Yep. You know, hey, they're great players. They deserve it. But you know what? If they wanted to win the Stanley Cup, and they said they could have done what Sidney Crosby did, I'll take instead of twelve million, I'll take nine million. Instead of ten million, right. I'll take seven million. And you go get right some away, other guys that make us better. Two other players. Right. Right. Absolutely. One hundred percent. Yeah, I agree with that. One hundred percent. But uh, I mean, so here's the, here's a the question: Are you going to the party tomorrow? The parade down down, uh, a, down a strip. I haven't made up my mind on going down there. It's, they're going to be seven o'clock on the strip. Insane uh, asylum. And they're going to go. They're going to go from uh, Flamingo Boulevard, and they're going to turn onto the strip, well, Las Vegas Boulevard. And it'll be right in front of uh, the Bellagio, where the fountains are that you you might see on TV yep. now and then. And they're going to. They're only going to go like three quarters of a block, and they're and then they're going to turn into. Toshiba Plaza in front of the arena, and then the players are going to come up on, okay. onto a stage that they have built okay. up and have the celebration there. So uh, that area, <laughs> under the best of circumstances, is some of the worst traffic in the world. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so. You know, I I don't know. Like, do I want to sit there like an idiot screaming my head off? Uh, we won the cup. Yeah, I'm happy about that. You were I, there I, anyway. I in this room over here. Thirty, I thirty Golden Knight jerseys. Um, I don't, I don't know that I need to wear one again until next year. So I'm, I'm right. pretty cool. I, I, I probably get it, but who knows? Well, maybe, <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe you can use some of your uh, clout there and just get, uh, you know, private helicopter and just hover over the whole damn thing. What do you think? Come on, you, you got, you got the jack. I, I might, <laughs> I might work on that. That, that could be done. Uh, actually, you know, it's funny you say that. There's a company uh, a block down the street from the arena uh, that they give helicopter helicopter tours of the strip, and oh, it's okay. like ninety nine bucks. Just go up one end of the strip and down the other end. Now, if we could work that to get on the plane immediately at about six forty five and just fly over right at the right yeah. time, yeah, you might be able to pull that off. <laughs> well, I think it would be. I mean, it would be so Las Vegas. If they would, if they would just go, and and get all the players in like a queue and have uh, them go down to Fremont, and one by one they just announce them. They just zip line through the whole street. <laughs> that's, that's, that'd be that'd be that'd be something. <laughs> yeah, Fremont Street. They're not going to be down there. That's yeah, downtown right. Las Vegas. So no, I know. I know. They're not. I've going been there. there, but it's going to be. It's going to be uh, not so. I'll tell you what. The people love this team, and the city. The city is just crazy about it. Sure. And, and if the Raiders ever get 
good. Oh, I was going to go God. there next. That I mean, was the final thing I was going to say. Go ahead. Right now, Las Vegas, like it's traffic is horrible for two reasons. On the west side of Las Vegas Boulevard, behind T-Mobile Arena, the street is called Frank Sinatra Drive. We have the Super Bowl coming in February, so they're making changes to Frank Sinatra to accommodate more traffic. Right. So that's been a nightmare, coming to the playoff games, getting in and out. Oh, it's just been terrible. Right. And on the other side of the strip, Koval Lane, one block on the other side, Koval Lane is being redone for the Formula One race that we have coming in November. Jeez. So traffic around Las Vegas Boulevard is like is incredible. And we have the Final Four coming uh, in two years. I mean, I think right now it's fair to say Las Vegas is the greatest sports city in the country be. because we have, you know, the Super Bowl, we had the Pro Bowl last year, we had NFL draft, we have, you know, um, two teams. We're going to get the uh, A's that they yep, governor just go signed the bill. So, there, uh, there was a story in the paper today. One of the owners of the L.A. Kings is uh, building a $10 billion arena and complex about two miles down from where T-Mobile is, specifically for an NBA franchise. Wow. Um, so we're going to, you know, we're going to have, you know, and we have all the major UFC fights, all the major boxing fights. Right. Um, Las Vegas is uh, doing okay. I'll tell you what, bit. when I came here, bit. I said, I wonder what kind of sports is there to cover. Yeah. And now I got plenty. <laughs> You're with your review journal, like uh, covering uh, minor league hockey and baseball and stuff like that. But, well, yeah. Exactly. Now, now look at that. Yeah. And I, I was going to go there with some of the things with the A's. And obviously, you already have the, the, the LVR there and Raiders and stuff. But it, I, I think maybe uh, they need to, somebody needs to, with some technology and AI expertise, just needs to to go all uh, George Jetson and start getting some stuff. You can just start having air traffic over there just to be able to, to get people back and forth. Little, yeah, many, we need many we, flying what, saucers. We need the Raiders, when the Raiders go in now, the, I mean, not the Raiders, the A's go in. It's going to be a big joke because I don't know if you saw the renderings of the stadium. The A's are, are planning to build here. I just heard about it. Boulevard. I didn't see it. No. Well, what they did was they were disingenuous because there's a 36-acre lot there, and the Tropicana, the people on the Tropicana gave them 12 acres. And they're going to build on 12 acres, but they they built their renderings to look like it was on the entire site, right, and right. that wasn't what it was. Right, right. And so they, the stadium was coming right out to Las Vegas Boulevard, and, wow. and so a lot of the uh, lawmakers got mad, saying right. this is not accurate. It's not what we thought. And, yeah. you know, there's going to be that. So the so the A's are just they're screwed up, uh, and the rumor is that they might be here next year because we have a twelve thousand seat AAA uh, ballpark that opened a couple of years ago. That's the A's AAA team, mm-hmm. and there's you know A's of course are not drawing twelve thousand a night, and our AAA team our AAA stadium has been voted the best stadium in minor league baseball every year it's been open. Oh. Uh, I, you know, there's a possibility that the A's will move here next year and play in that AAA stadium in uh, 24, 25, 26 until the new stadium is open in 27. Awesome. Well, I, I, one, one other thing before we let you uh, uh, go and any of you some uh, plans for the evening here. Um, I, I just say, we'll, we'll say this to wrap up the things about um, the, the talk here about the uh, VGK is when, when Gary Bettman took over, you know, from, coming from the NBA and doing his things there and he was not popular, you know, with 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 hockey fans. You know, we had that it's kind of a niche sport when you and I were going. You know, we, we it was it was like, you know, with our few thousand fans, and obviously that had to do with with the team success and everything. But with it just wasn't the thing. And when he made all the rule changes, like you're seeing Rob, uh, I like to call him Manfred Man, uh, you know, for baseball doing the things with the 
the pitch clock and the timing and everything like that. What he did was just monumental. I don't think you can overstate what he did because, you know, taking out the, uh, you know, the red line, two line pass, all the different changes there, and, and also the salary cap. I mean, it was just gargantuan because otherwise you just have, you know, the, the, the teams like the Capitals and, and, and the New York teams and, and the California, whoever had the most toys and most money would win. And it, I just think when you look at when you look at where the league was when you and I were really into it and, you know, eventually the Penguins got great and they, and they won the Stanley Cup. But um, what he did, the Las Vegas experience, like it or not, if you think it's too much glitz and glamour, whatever that you might think on the out, if you're an outsider, it's an amazing thing for the sport. As you mentioned earlier, every single solitary home game has been sold out. And the, and the experience that people get in there, just like with, with, with Nashville. I mean, you could hate it, love it, throwing fish, all kind of stuff. But, you know, it's, it's putting this back on the map. Why do you think ESPN, and I tell people this, why do you think ESPN, TNT, why do you think ESPN got back into, on this train? They, they don't back losing uh, things, and they, and they wanted to get back on it because, to me, it's in the best health that it's ever been, and it, you, all you have to do is turn on a, a Las Vegas Golden Knights game to see what kind of joy and experience and you know, winning the cup aside, which is fantastic, but any game that you watch for them, it's, it's a show, like every single night. It's, it's, it's like having a residency. It's like, it's like having the Beatles with a residency every single night. Forget about the cup. This is like this all the time, isn't it? Yeah, no, I mean, you know, they, obviously they push it up a little. You know, the fan emotion went up a little bit during oh, of the course. playoffs. Yeah, of course. But I mean, I think, I think of you know, I mean, we've had all these great groups that have uh, performed in intermission from season one till now. Yeah. You know, the Blue Man Group has done an act. Uh, Cirque du Soleil has right. done an act. Um, <clears throat> had Michael Jackson live. Beatles love. Right. Um, you know, all these things. You know, we had celebrities of all sorts come to the games. Right. You know, they have that siren and they yep. always have a little celebrity thing. or yep. usually have. Yeah, I, I mentioned. I will mention, by the way, just very uh, modestly that I rang the siren in a playoff game. <laughs> you did, and we scored twenty-one later. So uh, twenty-one seconds. <laughs> they should have you as a regular. Twenty-one seconds. We were playing the shark. I rang, I rang the siren, and we that's, scored twenty-one seconds in. That's funny. I said that they should have me more often. That how? When was that? How long ago was that? That was year two. Oh, year two. Okay. Well, that's, I did that's that. fantastic. Well. Hey, listen, uh, thanks again for being so generous your time. Scott, do you have anything else no, for me? But, no, I appreciate um, the time. And, and uh, uh, I, I just, your, uh, plans tonight. I'm, I'm really happy for you, honestly. I know how entrenched you are in that community and how much you love that place. And, and what's not to love, right? Oh, I mean, it's, and, and, and I'm, really, I'm really happy for you, and I'm glad to text back and forth with you because I know how that feels, and you know how it felt being the Penguin fan when you were whenever there was no other option. And just, there's just nothing like the atmosphere you know, that was like that. So I appreciate you. Uh, let me be a part of that. Well, you know what? The last thing I'll say to you, Dave, is this. Yeah. You know, people be reading me in season one when I said I was going to be a Golden Knights fan. I'm still a Penguins fan. I still live and die with the Penguins. Believe I me, I do. I understand. But I lived in Las Vegas longer than I lived anywhere else. Yes. And I right. saw this. We had all these minor league teams coming in. You met, we had, there was a six foot four and under basketball league that came in. <laughs> all sorts that. of indoor yeah. soccer. Right. And indoor like, like gimmicks. And all this crazy yeah, all this gimmicky sports that came in, and, you know, and it never worked, and and right. you know, it never and people say, oh, Las Vegas is not a sports town. Yeah, but as soon as Las Vegas, you know, we're a city. In the city, we have two and a half million people here. 
I mean, there are a lot of people around here, and they're sports fans, and they're yep. dying for it. Yep. And it's a, it's a normal city, not like – like I, I read a lot of these national writers, and they have no idea what they're talking about when they write about Las Vegas. Oh, it's just uh, casino workers. and No, it's not. Right. We have a big technology – Right, right, so, right. you know, of employment here, there's all this sort of stuff. Right. And I guess, you know, it just, it makes me feel good. And I said, I had to be a Golden Knights fan sure. and I am still a Penguins fan. And I'll end with this, my my story in year one, when the Penguins played the Golden Knights the first time. So Flory had missed 25 games because of a concussion. Yep. The game he comes back, of course, is against Pittsburgh. So I went to the game and I wore a Flory jersey and I had underneath that, I had a pullover golf sweater that had the Penguins logo on it. Right? <laughs> I told my wife, I said, I love Golden Knights, I love Flory, but Penguins are close to my heart. So I said, that's that's what I'm wearing. Makes sense. So it was a close game and, and the uh, Golden Knights won that game um, two to one. And what I remember, and this is the funniest thing that ever happened that year, Two to one, late in the third period, and uh, Crosby and somebody else went down on a two on one. I can't remember who it was. Crosby made a great pass, and and uh, Flurry got across and made an unbelievable save to keep the game tied. And I jumped up and yes, and I you know hollered. And my my wife me, I thought you were a Penguins fan, and I looked at her and I said, I guess it was. Yeah, <laughs> I guess you was right. That's there, there's always those seminal moments that kind of that kind of transition you from that one place to another. Right yeah, that makes sense. Nice for one and one day now. Yeah, that oh, that makes sense. Well, you know what? I, I, all these things you said, I think, are right. I mean, about Vegas, people tend to think that people are just passing through there to go get drunk and gamble. And there's a lot of people that are that are live there and, and and can support those things. Obviously, they're they're doing it because um, it's it's been a nothing yeah. but a raging success, and looks like there's more to come. So, and the Raiders but, had the second highest ticket revenue in the NFL last year. Wow! No, there you go. So that's amazing. So it's it's going nowhere. It's it's going nowhere. The arrows. St- is still going is pointing up, and it looks like it's that's that's where it's going to be. So, but fantastic. Well, listen, uh, hey, thanks for dropping in again on I get fairly short notice, but uh, again, congrats on everything. And uh, I'll be following some of your MMA stuff. I, I duck in on your articles once in a while. And anything anything big coming up on that that we should uh, look at on the MMA side? I'm on vacation this week, guy, because I want to be all okay. hockey this week. So there you go. So I, could, okay. I, I was probably going to go to Florida for Game Six if there was a Game Six. Is that me. right? So fantastic. So yeah, so I decided. Then game game seven would have been on Monday, so I want to be off for all those games. So I don't go back to work Tuesday. So okay. nothing to do but nice. uh, okay, nice talk. Okay, I'll see you guys. Thank all right, you. appreciate Thanks. it, Kev. Thanks again. Bye right, now. Bye bye. back from the break and uh let's dive into uh famous 63s and uh we've got the all football tonight yeah i see that and, good, good number uh, for football heck of a heck of a interview there with uh kevin so congratulations sure there yeah uh three one uh bad guys up in uh, milwaukee with some really ugly uniforms um <laughs> as we uh broadcast this evening uh the, the buckos are in a pretty big uh uh, road trip up yeah, there in, in uh, Milwaukee. There, it's uh, first place on the line. Uh, Milwaukee's lost six in a row. We've lost three in a row, and somehow we're still a half game ahead. Yeah, same. Uh, anyway, so let's uh, dive into the famous uh, 63s. And first up is Gene Upshaw. Yeah, what a tremendous player. You probably didn't see him as much uh, 
being a little bit younger than I. Oh, I saw enough of him, but not, you? not of his playing days. Not, that's what I mean. His playing, <laughs> oh, yeah, it was as being the uh, the player, uh, player rep. rep. Yeah, sure. A lot of things went on there, but <clears throat> yeah, Eugene Thurman Upshaw Jr. It's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, arguably, maybe the best guard. I mean, a lot of people think just there's a lot of a lot of names you can throw out there, but that's uh, arguable by most people's standards. I mean, uh, Hall of Famer, seven-time Pro Bowl, five-time All-Pro. 217 games. 217 games, especially at that position. 207 I mean, you know, started. It's a lot of knocking heads, you know, and... Uh, you know, like a lot of those guys, you know, they didn't have a they didn't have a long, you know, a long long life. He lived to sixty three, but I mean, yeah. he it's, it's those guys that are in those train wrecks every single play. It's, yeah, it takes its toll. But look, he was, uh, I mean, he was just outstanding. And those Raiders seventies teams, like the Steelers seventies teams, that you know that 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 uh, that knocked into each other for a decade or, or more. You know, when they were. So prolific, both of those teams. Seventeenth yeah. overall pick in the '67 yeah, draft. I was just looking at that, and uh, you know, I just you know, I just thought, Texas A&M Kingsville. So it, no, he didn't come out of it. It's almost it, it harkens back to like Joe Green with uh, yeah. you know uh, uh, coming out of the the small school that he did um, and in Texas, um, and so look, he just was so impactful. I mean, uh, you, you know, uh, all seventies team, and you know, we won the title a couple times, obviously with those Raiders, and I just remember him just being the the stoic, like you know, kind of linchpin on that. Like, yeah, Jim Otto is the center, the big dude, the, the, the double zero guy, right? Uh, and and him, and they, they just had they had a tremendous tremendous line. That's you don't you don't get anywhere far without that. Like the Steelers just. Just ask ask fans of them uh, from back in the day with all the different players and Hall of Famers there. So he just you know obviously turned turned into uh, an NFL player rep and uh, later on and, and and did that whole deal. But you know we're we're talking about uh, starting. If you look down through his whole career, starting in '67, he started at least 14 games his entire career, all the way through to 1977. And as he was older, his last few years, he started all 16. I mean, and, uh, you know, so. He said, give me two more, I'll take them. Yeah, and and the early part, I guess they were, I, I can't remember when they went to 16 games, but those first several years, I think, were maybe 14. It was uh, 77 or 78, yeah, something it was, around Was that there. far? Yeah. yeah, so that's why all those 14. So he basically started just about every game, yeah. pretty much, until the very end uh, when he was uh, when he was piecing out there in 81. Uh, other than that, he that's, to me, and I'll throw it back to you here, that stat alone is insane for an interior lineman, Scott. I mean, yeah, Jesus. I mean, you know, I, he definite, definite Iron Man. I mean, you know, uh, Phil Kessel's got nothing on him. Oh, um, shit. But, yeah, I, I, you know, to me, and, and, you know, Hall of Famer, seven-time Pro Bowl, five-time All-Pro, Hall of Fame, all-1970s team. I mean, it, it, yeah, as, as you point out, as, as much as we, we love our Hall of Fame offensive linemen from uh, that era – this this guy would definitely start. Oh, there's no question about it. And and you know, just a if you look down through the line of some of our guards and Alan Fenneckas and you know and and, and the other uh, guards we we had on the, that uh, '70s you know team and and having uh, you know Webster at center, but then uh, who's the other uh, guard that uh, Davis? That, yeah, and 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 some other people like that and and. They were prolific, obviously, but this guy was just a like you mentioned, Iron Man. I can't, I couldn't come up with a better term. And and it's Iron Man's one thing. 
but, but he wasn't just a serviceable guy that right. was just in there. He, <laughs> right. he was dominant with all the all the the all pros and and, and the Pro Bowls uh, speak to that. And, yeah. and and you know there was only so many teams back then, but you know so it made it you know you're playing against really good competition a lot. There wasn't a lot of there wasn't a lot of pop tarts. No. That you're playing expansion teams and whatever to pad your. Your stats or your your pancake stats. It wasn't even a stat back then, right? But I mean, like you know the the uh, you know the uh, now they have a, a metric for everything, and yeah. you know, and, and I'm sure if they had metrics for you know quarterback pressures and yeah. and things like that, that I'm sure it was very minimal when it came to him. Now he was a guard, not a tackle, but at the same time, and, and probably if you looked at the the hundred yard rushing games that they had with some of their running backs that they had and and things. It, obviously, he was a very big part of it. So tremendous, dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, heck of a, a guy to lead off with and uh, lead lead right into the the, the next sixty three from uh, your Pittsburgh Steelers, Dave. Uh, one uh, Dermoni Dirk Dawson. Yeah, and uh, speaking of uh, offensive alignment, especially centers, it's it's a. And we, I think we, I'm certain that we talked about this in another show when we probably when we talked about Webby at fifty two. Um, Mike Webster, that, you know, the Steelers were just so fortunate to be graced with so many different prolific centers. We, yeah. Webster's side, there was there was um, Mansfield, Ray Mansfield, yeah, the, the Ranger, Ranger right? Yeah. And he was in there before, you know, while they were grooming, uh, you know, while they were grooming Webby, and he he was he was awesome. And and then you then you throw in a Dermani Dawson, and then and then and later on comes Pouncey. Oh, and, by the way, and so yeah, I mean, right, and these guys are. Uh, I mean, Pouncey's gonna be a Hall of Famer, I I I, I believe, and 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 uh, Dermani is one, and and you know, I, I just think it's just amazing at that position how many how many great players there there were, and and what I just remember about him, almost kind of in the same ilk as Pouncey is, he's very athletic. I yeah. mean, six two two eighty eight. But you know, you could see him out there after taking on a block from a nose tackle or something, you know, pulling out on some of those some of those uh, trap plays that they used to run back in yeah. the Dizay and uh, you know, Chuck Noll. yeah. So he he wasn't just a, a stationary target, you know, to just fend off people. He he had athleticism and all the all nineties team uh, again six seven time Pro Bowl. But here's the thing: some guys they have the Pro Bowl and then they have maybe. Maybe there's seven or eight times or whatever, but then they have maybe two or three all pro. Uh, of all the Pro Bowls that he was in, six of them he was all pro. So right. yep. he was basically deemed the, the the best player at that position in that conference, another, not just in the Pro Bowls. So. Yeah, sorry, Go talk ahead. over the, another, another Iron Man though. 184 games started 181, Dave. I mean, yeah, that's crazy. I, it just that, that's that's insanity. It really right? is. I mean, it right. really is, and. Uh, I, I remember when he was drafted in '88, and and I was like, "What? Where, they play football in Kentucky?" <laughs> right, right. right, exactly. Yeah, because right, and you, that's a great point out by you because if you look at you know early '88 you know, season, his rookie year, you know he's just getting his feet wet. But from '89 when he takes over the reins, he goes what 10, 11 straight seasons playing every single start in every single game. As a center, and I wouldn't be Jesus. surprised if it was every snap. It, it, yeah, it probably was. And so, and you know, some of that is genes. You know, I mean, obviously, I mean, not the not the Levi ones, right, or, uh, right, right, or or, uh, but you know, just just being able to re- recover or not uh, get, getting injured. Some of it's luck. Yeah, you know, uh, you have things that happen to people that were unlucky, like yeah. Brian Shazier. But you know, 
that it, that position itself just lends itself to being able to you you'd surely miss a game here and there just because of how how brutal it is in the interior right. like that and that's just a a, a testament to his longevity you know 184 games total played and 181 starts so yeah Anything come come out of you anymore about him? No, uh, I think uh, you know just uh, you know heck you know you, th- you look at the number sixty three and it's like ah oh, offensive lineman, but then you you know you you bring two of the greatest offensive linemen you know into into the discussion like back yeah. back right. So yeah. I, I think that uh, and then I, I, for for uh, for fun I threw in a third. This guy's fun to talk about. Um, probably probably could have been a Hall of Famer. He just didn't apply himself. I, you know Chuck Knoll always talks about it and if you if you do have a minute you know, you go ahead and read that sports illustrated article by uh paul zimmerman that i included in in the, okay. in the show notes yeah uh but ernie fats holmes yeah and before we go to ernie i just want to say one thing uh real quickly and that's that um uh an article was uh put in here just uh just today i believe by uh joe starkey who was talking about the 10 greatest modern day pittsburgh athletes who never won a championship and he kind of mentions why and he Thermani Dawson's, he just said that nobody in Steeler history had more first-team All-Pro nominations. Six, he's a Hall of Famer and one of the best centers we ever played. Main reason he didn't win, he never had a player good enough to snap it to. <laughs> that's that's the problem with some of the quarterbacks. When that you're they had. snapping it to Mark Malone yeah, and Bubbly Blister. And, and, and bubbly Blister and yeah. right, the likes of those kind of things. But I thought it was an interesting drop-in, and I'll maybe reference that a little bit as we, as we go a little bit later. But, yeah, so um, the – Fats Domino. Fats Domino uh, – the famous uh, sh- shooter of of, uh, of uh, police helicopters back in the day. Yeah, that whole thing? There's, yeah, and, and uh, Zimmerman does uh, go into oh, into he? that a little bit. Oh, yeah. Okay. So he not only sh- was shooting helicopters. He, he, he there's a quote in there it says traffic made him ner- nervous. So he was like firing at, at trucks on a highway. Right. <laughs> and then it, when hel- helicopter arrived, the police helicopter, not a helicopter, the police helicopter arrived. He turned and fired skyward at that one. Right. I mean, could you imagine just like. Uh, like the way it is now, I mean, like where, where you know that would be you'd be you'd be, you'd be so effed if you did anything like that. Uh, it, it's just you know it, it crazy. But he, you know, he uh, unfortunately, you know, passed in '59. His car went off a highway and flipped, and he was just kind of a he was he was kind of a wild card and, and a wild guy. And and that's the th- thing is. But I I still bring back you know, these memories that bring back you know. He had that arrowhead thing yeah. on his head. Is like, it just yeah. pointing the way to the Super Bowl? Right, <laughs> arrowhead yeah. pointing and, the way. And, but you know, Chuck Knoll just just talks about. He's like, you don't see too many guys finish a game that he plays a- across the line. Like, and, yeah. and you look at those guys. He was nasty. And he was he was just nasty, and he he was actually with the team longer than I thought. I, th- I think he played through the seventy seven or seventy eight season, and that's about the time where I you know I was about seven or eight when I really started following the Steelers. So, uh, you know, the first two Super Bowls, I, I really, you know, I was around but didn't follow. Yeah. But the second two, I, I I was definitely there. I watched both of those Houston Oiler games for sure. I could, those are etched in the back of my mind forever. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it's just, uh, you know, this this guy was a, was a terror. And, you know, Noel said that he, he was as strong and as nasty and as effective as Joe Green. It's just he... He he didn't have the, I don't want to say discipline. That's probably not the right word. He didn't have the the want to, for a long enough time to to do all the right things to continue yeah. doing it. Yeah, this article, I'm I'm actually leaping through it as we're as we're as we're as we're talking here, and uh, it's some of those funny things. That one of the things I just 
comes right out of me. There's this uh, gentleman, Tom Keating, who was a former Raiders defensive tackle who joined the Steelers for a year in, in 73, the year before they began their Super Bowl run. He said, he's quoted as saying, nobody would line up against him in practice. <laughs> he yeah. just did because he just they didn't want it. They just didn't want any part of him. He said, I got a tremendous kick out of him. I remember one day at practice, a helicopter flew over the field. Ernie stopped, yeah. looked up with his big smile and said, looks like just the one I brought. That looks like just like the one I brought down. I <laughs> <laughs> um, mean, but you're right. I think, uh, um, and then not just like you said, Noel said, like, you know, take a look at the way the guy who had played against him looks coming off the field yeah. after the game and, yeah. I, and when he wasn't able to finish it. Right. You know, and, and so, uh, so I, I, you know, I, I think that what happens is there's always one of those guys, right, online that's successful. Because LC was, he was kind of, he was a big, tall, gangly dude. Yeah. He's flashy. He could spin you. He could, yeah. he could do moves on you. I mean, Joe was Joe. I mean, he could do whatever he wanted to. He was so, yeah, so man strong, mean, mean and nasty, mean and nasty, throwing people down, and people knew it. Yeah, and, and and you know, but he also was was athletic too, and he he could do some things that way. Ernie was just in your face. I'm just gonna pummel you to the beginning of the game to the street end. Street fight out and, then, and out. Right, street fight out and out until until you just break down and don't want to play anymore. Yeah, and and and, and that's that's kind of how he was, and I think that he probably didn't get enough credit because those other guys were getting so much of the run. You know, white and green. Yeah, and, and then green. he, you know, I, I, I think he was he was probably uh, dealt with some mental. Uh, cha- well, I don't want to say challenges, but uh, I can't think of a better word. No, that's I, probably about I, right. I think he had some some imbalance, and and if yeah. he had some help there, he he, he might have been. But again, you know, maybe that's from knocking your 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 head into the other guy across from you, you know, for for two hours. Yeah, and he and he was famously like. Really got into some battles with reporters and different stuff like that. that oh, yeah, really got into there, him. There's a good one in there where he he, there? he grabbed the reporter, okay. picked him up by a shirt with one arm, and held him up against the wall. Uh, I was <laughs> oh, okay. I see it now. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. <laughs> well, he le- lectured the poor guy on the finer points of covering the Steelers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The finer points. <laughs> that's that's funny. So, but uh, you know, fun guy to talk about. Uh, you know, unfortunately, I don't really re- have many memories of watching him live. I've seen a lot of a lot of good. Uh, you know, uh, footage of of him just des- destroying people. But um, yeah, fun guy to talk about. It was it was a big big factor in those first two Super Bowls. No question. And I just want to throw kind of an honorable mention. We only had so much time because we dropped this Kevin interview in uh, very uh, just with it recently, like within the last twenty four hours to, to, or so. So we wanted to make sure we got through this segment a little bit quicker than normal but Mike Munchak was a, a, a tremendous yeah. guard I mean at the, and uh, just a, just an unbelievable uh, offensive lineman that you know came here as a you know, offensive line coach and, and and arguably you know could uh, be considered one of the best in his position uh, also and, and, and you know he, he just was uh, just so consistent uh, throughout his whole his whole playing career. I mean, and he's from Scranton. Scranton. Uh, that's right. And and so, you know, and, but, you know, inducted in the Hall of Fame in 01. And, uh, you know, he, he was he, he was some he was some player, you know, with uh, Tennessee, you know, uh, you know, and, and some other teams. Uh, so he he was just a, a guy that was so stoic and consistent and and and, and well worthy of that uh, time. That was a, you know, the 70s type of, uh, you know guy in an early 80s but the one thing about him is was just the the long the longevity of, yeah. of his his career too um uh you know just over over so many years and and i think that uh he he, he became 
as maybe a, a good of a, a coach as as he was a player. That's hard. That's hard to, to imagine. But you know, he's a Penn State guy and picked in the first round, uh, the eighth overall pick, and the Oilers from '82 to '93. So you know, yeah. it's it's a, a, a big one too. I just wanted to make yeah. sure I popped into we don't have much time to go over a lot of people too too long and that's why we wanted to just kind of truncate his stuff but yeah nine pro bowl nominations as well twice the first yeah. team all pro so yep 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 uh, great, great guy and yeah. uh certainly uh was an, i don't want to say an architect but you know helped uh, the steelers offensive line here and, and at one point he was i think he was a candidate for head coach wasn't he he, yeah, he yeah he was he was he was one of the people that was a uh, you know candidate during that but uh, you know he definitely helped navigate the uh, uh, Steelers in uh, you know the late nineties early two thousands type of uh, deal when when uh, you know and it became the coach of the Titans when Jeff Fisher finally right, left right, after right, he right. was there forever. Yep. So anyway. All right, good enough, and uh, it's time to uh, head off to another quick break and come back with uh, my favorite segment, What What We're we're Sipping. sipping. All right, back in a flash. All right, Dave, back to the break. Uh, top four, two out, and uh, that's a fair ball, and Kutch just uh, did oh. not beat it out. Damn it. Three outs. He's dead, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bricklayer, not a, I'm a doctor, not a bricklayer. Uh, so here we go to uh, what we're sipping, and uh, based on your style, we're going to put you back up first. That was fair. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm rocking out in honor of the uh, United States Open Golf Tournament in downtown Los Angeles. I was just wondering, how do they see like the green from the tee with all that smog? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Uh, that's a good question. But they're playing uh, playing that, and uh, Ricky Fowler uh, is up in shooting 62 yesterday with Xander Shoffley as they matched 62s. There Ooh. was only one other one in U.S. Open history that happened a while back, and not two of them did it in the first round Sheesh. yesterday. But then. So it's him and Xander Shoffley and, and uh, my, my one of my favorite names on the tour, Wyndham Clark. I don't <laughs> know if he owns the Wyndham downtown or, or not, but if he's part of the Wyndham family, I don't know. Maybe he's just winning after walking a flight of stairs. Uh, maybe. but uh, So I'm, I'm rolling out here this Brewdog Bushwood beer. And yes. for all you people out there that are thinking this in your mind, you're, you'll be correct. Bushwood beer Caddyshack. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and this can has a lot of stuff on it. It has the Bushwood Country Club Shield here. It has be the ball on it. Be the ball, Danny. Cinderella story. Yeah, Cinderella story about to win the <laughs> Masters tournament. Former greenskeeper. Now this is not a lot to be gleaned from the uh, description because it's it's just a, it's a you know it's just a, a pure pilsner. Right? It wasn't even on the website. Uh, wasn't it on the website? No. Yeah. Pilsner didn't even uh, no. hold on. And so uh, anyway, your Brewdog Bushwood beer. So this is pretty basic. So I'm just going to bring it up to there, the old there, there. pad here and do the pater. Clean and jerk. There it is. A little shrapnel. No, it wasn't bad. I don't think yeah. I got anything on it. And uh, so I'm pouring this over here. I mean, this is probably not going to be that, well, you know. Crisp and clean. Uh, yep. So fresh and so clean. So that old uh, R&B song was back in the day. It, probably not going to be too anything too startling uh, with this, but interesting to see what their take is on the old 
Pilsner, and it uh, looks uh, oh yeah, Pilsner. It's, it's got a, it's got that. Uh, it smells the Pils- Pilsner, almost like the Miller bread, yeah. Miller Genuine Draft or Miller Miller, uh, you know, High Life uh, scenario. While we're yeah. while we're talking, yes. and, and watching, uh, and about to sip, uh, it, yeah. it's it raise we, our cups. We'll, let's raise our cups to uh, Stash Stan Savern. Yeah, well, just what a tremendous guy, and and uh, and I that. Very many opportunities to meet him in person and to email his show back in the day when I lived in Florida, and it was always like Dave from Tampa or Dave in Tampa. And right. I, I, I have, I have still have the emails that I sent him in yeah. my history back in the day. But yes, Dush, we enjoyed you, man. And uh, R.I.P. Godspeed. And here we go with the Pilsner in your honor, Dush. Sure, here we go. That's interesting. Okay. Uh, okay. If you gave that to me and asked me what it was, I don't know that I would say it was a pilsner. Yeah, I was wondering about that. It's got a nice little, 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 little bit more little, density, little, little, little density, little, little, little kick. And I don't know; it's a hop forward kick. I'm trying to figure out what the note is. I mean, after a couple of sips, I do get the pilsner type of, but um, not not overly uh, pilsnery. But uh, yeah, this is definitely a post golf, the 19th hole type of beer. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying? And, yeah, uh, nice and fresh. Right and uh, mm. and uh, you know Judge Smales might have enjoyed this. Uh, yeah. while he was slicing the ball into the into the woods. As, well, as, uh, we're waiting. We're waiting. That's what I should have said before we started. The, the, before I cracked it open. Gambling is illegal here at Bushwood, sir, and I never slice. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's that's fine. I mean, I. I think this is lawnmower post golf post tennis match post yeah something. Did you, did you get uh, as you you said five percent five percent just 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 right on the nose. Yep. Just nothing nothing uh, nothing spectacular. Just uh, doing its pilsner thing, and uh, I'm fine with this. I, I think it. Some of these things that are just pure pilsners tend to be too pilsner, and I I agree with your original assessment. Is I. I wouldn't necessarily grab that right off of the first couple of sips. It's you know, and now yeah. when you when you when you go through it a little bit more, okay, yeah, I get it. But it doesn't it doesn't uh, cranberries linger. Uh, yeah, on, on some of the pilsner <laughs> ones that uh, are really pilsnery. Yeah, something really a word, but um, they 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 rest on the back of your tongue type of thing. Like oh, that's definitely pilsner. Yeah, especially especially the ones that aren't aren't you know real. Uh, y- y- there's there's less of a room for error in my opinion yes. with a, a pilsner yes. with an IPA or yes. and some of these other things we've been drinking. The, yeah, so many different notes and things you can right, mix right. in. Right, these 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 thi- like like Stella like to me Stella Artois is 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 a Czech pilsner and, and probably yes. near, near the top of yes. of pilsner land. Even though I you know smash LBLs frequently. Yep. Um, yeah. Yep. And to your point, I think if you come out and say I'm going to just be this thing, yeah. you you better be doing this pretty good because you, you can't hide it with you better get Simcoe and this and right. that. Right, you better have your ten thousand hours. You, right, you better put it right because otherwise you just it's just like okay, well, this is all you got, but you didn't give me enough of all you got, and so you're you're. I guess what I'm saying is you're you're trying you're 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 putting yourself out there yeah. by by having one thing so it better be yeah like Miller Lite and Budweiser yeah. well, and whatever. Here's, here, here's the thing though right so uh brew dogs feel good though i'm not yeah. surpri- i'm not surprised not 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 surprised i i think it's good i don't i mean it, it, does it taste better than my labat blue light probably the, the the difference though is is a the labat blue light's <coughs> probably cheaper it's lower in alcohol yes so 
like it, I, I know I know my math on the black blue light. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I'd have to you know do too many more uh, calculations to right. you know make sure that uh, I'm legal, <laughs> as they say. <clears throat> yeah, and the Bruno. By the way, full disclosure: I got this at Market District. That was just they had a few of them in the uh, uh, combined. Uh, Mix and match right, right, right. six packs as you can get for thirteen. Right. But I just got, I just happened to see it, and I, it was a drive by, and I said, "This would be great." U.S. Open, yeah, you know, oh, that's perfect. So I grabbed. So I don't know what it would be for a sixer. I mean, it obviously, it would be be more expensive than LBLs. We can get like a thirty pack for you know a great price. Yeah, I, got, I got, I had to re up my uh, and, fifteen pack uh, uh, earlier today because uh, actually no, it was a thirty. Um, Without the Penguin logo, so yeah. so this is from from my last uh, batch. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike, the Mike Lang uh, yeah. batch. And uh, the real time update: your forty uh, three year old King of the Hill here is <laughs> trying to st- stay stay on top. I mean, you, you just got you just got to hand it to this guy, Rich Hill. He, he, I mean, he's, he's he just battles. He's, he just grinds. Rick Rush, I mean, Bob Walker. I mean, if if he was a hockey player, he'd be like a fourth liner, you know, just going and mucking people and just right. you know, just trying Elbow, to coming in elbows put high. his minutes coming in elbows high. And he comes from like forty seven different arm slots, yeah. you know, di- different uh, di- uh, um, different speeds and spins on the and that curveball comes down sidearm sometimes. Yeah. It just and and, and and one thing I'll say about Richard, you don't. You don't spend this much time twenty whatever years you know in the league. You don't you don't spend that much time in the league unless you are smart and know how to pitch. Right. I mean, I don't care. And and for the most part, been a starter. So this is not some guy that's relegated to the bullpen in his last yeah. few years. And he's been on some Dodger teams that were that were pretty. So God, they handed it to the guy his fifth starter with with guys going out and like like. Well, and we'll talk about the Pirates later, but. I'll just big ups to this guy because, and he takes this he takes this very seriously. He's not somebody just hanging on. Well, I'll yeah. go to the Pirates, get a couple million, whatever. Yeah, right. He, he when he doesn't do well, he expects like when he goes back in after giving up uh, a hit that he knows he made a wrong location. He's pissed. Yeah. Like he's he's not just saying, well, look, what do you expect? I'm 43. I'm just kind of trying to help out. Right. He's right, like, right. no, I expect to do good. Yep. He expects it. <clears throat> and then that's uh, you just got to hand it to the guy. But he's trying to be crafty. Uh, yeah, he's trying. He's the crafty lefty. Speaking of craft, mm-hmm. beer. Uh, good transition. Nice segue. There. We're, uh, we're 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 back to uh, one of uh, rinse and repeat off my yeah rinse and repeat. That's probably a good idea. Get some uh, get some water going over there. Eleventh uh, hour, Dave. One of our never heard of him. Yeah. <laughs> Of one of your favorite, and and I think that was show eighteen as I was going back and, and yeah, what a great job you did by the way going we'll back through the notes. database. Yeah, that's actually great because now we can go back and make sure we didn't double anything. Oh, here's a, so here, here's a funny thing is is sometimes the notes because yeah. a lot of times I'll, I'll copy and paste the previous week's notes and put them in the next one and then just start replacing them. But yeah. sometimes when we got to the beer, I yeah, never replaced I, I, I so saw I, that. I, I, I saw literally that. had to I literally had to go in and start listening to episodes. Yeah, I wondered <laughs> I wondered how you did that because a couple times I saw many times when it wasn't in there. So I thought, how did he figure out? What we, so you actually listened yeah. to make sure what they were. That's a great. Well, that's why. That's why I was. You know, I was saying even like when I was listening to like sh- uh, episode one and, and one and two, and we just you know we we sound so fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> for all our tens of listeners. For ten, tens of listeners. Tens. So here, here we here, we, here it goes. Ooh. Oh, we got it. We got it. <laughs> I mean, let me look this up while you're doing it. I think, I think, I think I'm holding the. Uh, do, 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 do. Ooh. Doughboy, I saw that. Somewhere, what's only five point three? I saw that out. Uh, thank you, sir. Yep. Ooh, yeah, a little density, a little density. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and you and you can uh, you can you can run down the d- description. Yeah, so five point three on the ABV, uh, and uh, at the at the it's a NEPA. It's a NEPA. Yeah, New England pale. Well, no, it's a it's a NEPA. Oh yeah, NEPA. Yeah, not NEPA. Yeah. Sorry, not it's not a pale, IPA. It's a pale, it's a pale right, right, right. NEPA. Yeah. So it's uh, at the tip of Lower Nepa. Lawrenceville is the iconic Doughboy statue built to commemorate those oh, from the right. Sixth the Ward, do- right? Who were in the Great War? The Doughboys. That's right. World okay, that makes sense right. now. Yes. Uh, this beer is an uh, an ode to our home to be enjoyed at the tap room or just hanging on at, on your uh, front stoop. Doughboy is an easy drinking pale ale, perfect for any time. Hop thoughtfully with a killer blend of Strata, Citra, and Simcoe. Didn't Martin Strata play for the Penguins? Oh, that's uh, a different guy. Huge tropical pineapple and mango notes. Mm, I'm, uh, me, I'm getting more pine tree than that. Uh, with a mellow orange pill. I get the orange pill for, shoot, See, for I'm, sure. I'm smelling mango because I have uh, a mango whiffer. Uh, 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 juicy fruit cup finish. Make this one to remember. Enjoy, Dave. A juicy fruit cup finish. How about that? Okay, there we go. I, I got to get in. Let's go. Ooh. Wow. That's pretty good. I'll tell you what. And we're not surprised, right? Oh, of course not. R- Robo Jack, if for those oh, uh, man, keeping, is sco- that good? Keep, keeping score at home. And one of the things that I did notice going wow. through all the beers is, 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 is you ran through a handful of different, uh, some uh, not coming back, that hopped over. Yeah. Nope. Uh, that uh, went all the way over. Four, four one. one. Okay. Uh, you, you you had a number of mango beers. I did. Yeah. Which is so weird because I don't like a fan of mango. I mean, it had mango in it. You mean? Yeah. If, yeah. It had a, had, a had note or, or had a note. Yeah. Because it would, if it was all mango, I'd never. Right. 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 Here's the here's the weird part about this. Let me step this again. And I want to make a quick comment. Wow, that's really good, Dave. It's really good. And here's the here's the crazy part. They talk about all these different tropical pineapple, whatever. But it's just this mixture, and I don't get any craziness of any of those things they just mentioned. No, I the I, mellow I, orange peel, juicy fruit cup, uh, pineapple mango. I don't get no. any of them that says, "Oh, no." Remember the one was really kind of a pineapple. No, it was uh, not pineapple, but uh, Passion grapefruit. Fr- grapefruit. Yeah, yeah. Remember, yeah. You, I said, "Oh, I can definitely tell the grapefruit." There's nothing that sticks. Mm. Mm. Wow, this is this is up there. This is this is going to be on my rotation now. It's definitely on my rotation. Shit. I don't. I, can I see the can here. Real quick? Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't. I'll let you finish it. Uh, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't call it a pale ale. I, I, I just think it's, it's. Oh man, this is. Yeah, I don't. I, that's that's a good point. Go ahead and continue, but I wouldn't call it pale either. Because I just I don't I, I don't get enough of the 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 hoppage of a. I mean, to, no. me, to me this. I mean, is, it's only five point three, but. Well, that's the that's the beauty of it. I mean, I I could I could we we. <laughs> look at the look at the. I could, clean density. I could, uh, I could the clean break. Wait a minute. Clean break. Uh, <laughs> I could I could smash a six of these for sure. Oh, this is really good. I mean, like really good. I mean, when we popped out, of course, I I I brought one over today. The the hazy blues from from Oscar Blues. Yeah, I might have uh, to have you drizzle a little bit. Let me yeah, no, because I don't, I kind of want to have all this. Here we go. I, Let me. Uh, yeah, whenever you want to do it. I'll, no, I'll, no, I want to. I'm just gonna little 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 rinse rinse of that. Yeah, because I don't want to have all this, and because it ends up, we put it in a cup here. Okay, we got to pass it around. There's a giant science lab we have at the at the Pater table here. It's a beautiful downtown Wallingford Heights. Yeah, that the, 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 the has mowing Boy, at that nine is, o'clock that at night. Real, yeah, what the? Fuck? Some people. Well, some, pe- some people's on, kids, hold, hold, hold as my on. mom used to say. So this is. Okay, I, so I mean, they're they're twinsies. Yeah, 
Yeah. I mean, there's more out front in the in the hazy blues because it's a haze. Yeah. So right. it's it's gonna it's gonna it's and gonna it's a, it's it's a, gonna come it's a, it's a hazy with that. IPA, right? It is a hazy, juicy IPA. Yeah, juicy IPA. Yeah. So yeah, it's so, a yeah, sure. But this man, this number here tonight that you've selected. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it's I'm, just, I'm so wow. I'm, I'm giving a Doughboy a five. Oh yeah, no question. So I'll, I'll mark you. Yep. So we're 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 also starting to record our stuff. I I would give the uh, the Caddyshack a three. Yeah, I would say three. Just, I mean, it's a straight logger, so. I mean, straight. I'm sorry, straight pilsner. So you can only. It's not. You know what? What can you? What can you get from that? It's 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 yeah. it's, it's, it's its own animal. Where this thing is a craft beer, and the the doughboy that is, and 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 because of that, you know, there's things that we have to put into our equation to give it a number. Uh, but I'd give it a five. Yeah. Are we do. Are we going like five out of five? Yeah. And there's no half C. So. No, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm I'm digging this, and and I just took a a, a, a big old sip of the the Oscar Blues Hazy Blue, which which we both agreed was was probably a four or five. Oh yeah, no question. And and I, and I definitely get the 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 notes from you know the the IPA ness of of that one of of the, uh, the Oscar ha- Blues. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this, did you this, just take? Did you just take a sip of it? I did. Okay, yeah. I did. And, and, but this this Doughboy, I'll tell you, this is uh, <sighs> man, this is good. This is. This doesn't even have to be lawnmower. This can be like a regular. And if I'm looking down into the thing, you can see how um, to the cup, you can see how it's keeping its uh, keeping its density. Uh, and you can, I, I like to like look through by turning the thing a little bit. Yes. Yeah, was there any? Oh, um, God, is that good? It wasn't even on the website. It it it, it literally just uh, dropped. I guess. I guess. I, I, it must have because I I've seen I've gone into. Uh, whether it's Beer Town with an E or 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 or, or uh, uh, Crickside, which yeah. they have a lot of eleventh hour products yeah. there. Um, in fact, I was when I was doing a flyby the one time I was trying to see if they had Robo Jack the one they they were all out. But I, I, I they didn't I have any. If, I was down at uh, Joe's down when I got it. Uh, okay. They they had uh, they uh, the other one I got was where on, did you get this at Joe's down oh, down, okay, down yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I Lowry, almost, Lowry's runway. Yeah, I almost got something else. It was another eleventh hour. I'm like, oh, let's try a pale ale. That looks. And you know, I don't know what you think about this, but um, five point three. Um, you know what? If if this, I think this is better as a Nepa than a Nipa. Like, I, I oh think yeah, that yeah. They, I think they did the right thing. Oh, for sure. Like if they tried to bitter this up a little bit more or make it an IP, I think it doesn't. It's not going to do the same thing on your palate. I think, I think it's. It's it's good as a Nepa, yeah. right? Yeah, for sure. Mm. Oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be finding that. Did they have now? Did you get like was it a single? or Did you get a six, a four packer, and they're sixteen ounces? Brilliant. I didn't even ask how much. I, I think I might. <laughs> I I, th- I think I might be. You hear that? You hear that comment? Eat it, eat eat it, Joe's or drink it, Joe's. I think yeah. I'm going to be driving to Joe's tomorrow to right. scoop that back. So what did the damage? I didn't ask. Didn't even. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask, don't tell, like the politics back in the day. Uh, uh, let me. Uh, yeah. I could try to work it backwards because I did get a thirty pack of uh, LBLs with it, um, okay. and, and I think I was getting out of there like at, at forty and change or something. So it was probably uh, eighteen, probably eighteen. Yeah, because I mean, the eleventh hour is typically pretty high for a four pack of yeah whatever. 
But you know what? If it's really good, I'm I I am I have no problem supporting local when something tastes that good. Well, and, yeah. and we we've so. we've talked about that uh, ad nauseum, and and we'll continue to do so. I t- like to me, I would if if I've got a four pa- you know an eighteen dollar four pack, I I drink one. Maybe you know mix you mix those in with uh, an LBL or two yep. here and there, and 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 that's the way. I mean, you, you can't. That's sma- the way to go. You, you can't smash a six pack. Of no, those. no, no. And here's what my typical mode of operation is, Scott. And you may may this or no, but like when I'm doing my garage man cave or just yeah sitting out of my table, whatever. What I do is I like to typically have like a 16 ounce of something I really like. Say yes. it might be Bell's Oberon, right? Or now this one's going to be in my rotation. Oh, or, good call. Or, or, you know, so, and what I'll do is I'll, I'll have that with my spherical ball of ice to get yeah. really cold, and then I'll have that, and I'll I'll take a little bit of time to yeah. have that one because I'm just kind of pouring back Sipping, in and, yeah. and, and, and calling my, my buddy in Florida or, t- or stuck right. with you, whatever, watching the fire game, whatever. And then I just go into my yeah. my, my regular standard, right. Uh, right. Um, regular programming, which is like Miller Lite or LBO or just whatever. But, but I with a 16-ouncer, you can kind of, Take a little bit of time and, yeah. and and have a couple cups of it. You know, you don't have to pour it all in one cup, and you can do it like this and and just kind of like uh, sip on it, like uh, like what we're doing. We're sipping. Out. This is this is this is this is up there. It's 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 fantastic. I'm I'm guessing that you're. It's probably not the last four pack you're going to buy. That no, <laughs> no, and 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 you know, I we we may have to. Uh, Make a pilgrimage down there. Pilgrimage, uh, yep. And uh, to pick up an even fresher uh, RoboJack, and you know, like this, this, like this has to be in their rotation. And here's the thing about it: five point three. Here, here. Now, I love RoboJack, but RoboJack is what eight point one or something, or or seven point something. Look that. Well, maybe while I'm talking, if you can spin that yeah. up on your on your uh, hit parade there, and so you you can really only have one. I mean, you literally could have a couple of these. I don't think it was that high. Yeah, it's high. It's like, well, maybe it's it's seven something. Maybe seven. Seven one. Seven one. Okay. You could if, yeah. if, You could smash two of those. I did that one time, and you can tell. You saw a dead relative. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was. I was getting a little bit. <laughs> I, I was getting like, uh, uh, Mama here. It's like remember, uh, uh, Fred Sanford, Elizabeth. I'm coming to join you. You know. That's, and, oh, I was like, and I was like, wow, I'm really happy that I'm in my own house right yeah. now because yeah. I don't want to be having to and. You know, you don't think two more percent is much. <laughs> yeah. But then you have another one, and that's like four percent more. Well, and, yeah, and but, you compound that really when, you're, when you're 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 taking them sixteen ounces at a time versus twelve. I mean, that's a huge difference. Correct, right? sixteen ounces at a time. Yeah. And we typically twenty five percent more. We typically, and I will typically do a little sidecar, and then oh, you yeah. throw that in the mix, yeah. and then you're yeah, and then you're in the hospital. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's good that, stuff, that, man. that that's real good, and 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 just to follow up on on. Uh, uh, last uh, show, I had that that array Pell from Low Lev. Um, you, you, you weren't a super fan, I think. Uh, I, I marked wasn't it, a super fan, but I marked hate. it down for a two. I put myself as a three. I actually yeah. finished the the other three. Oh, did you? Okay. Um, but I was, you know, I, I had one at uh, a couple different dinners, and and that and I think I even said that during the show. It, it made a huge difference when I was drinking okay. one, eating something. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, my only thing is, it's almost like they got up to the precipice. But they didn't go for it enough. The array people—that's that, the only yeah. thing. I didn't—I yeah. didn't dislike the taste, right? Or just I didn't say like oh, there was. There was a lot going th- on. Th- there was. So, and uh, that's what I'm saying is, is like if if, if you was. have that going on, and you have a not even a pretzel, just just it, it was real food. Something uh, we, to offset it, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, um, we, 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 we had some appetizers before dinner here with uh, my family. And it, it, it's just, it, it, it pours nice and it, it has a nice consistency. Very good. Um, and it's a Pell L as well. But like I, I would drink this every day and twice on Sunday over that one. Yeah, no question. And when I was looking at your um, your list that you so uh, so boldly went into and, and and listened to other shows to to get a complete list and I and I put it in that in that numbers app, you yeah. know, uh, to be able to see. I was like, look at all these beers, holy shit! But this is good though because I mean, usually we we try to get new things anyway. But sometimes you do have to, like you pointed out about the. Uh, Oh the, yeah, the, the uh, other beer, the uh, Furious. Furious that that we double dipped on. So you have to kind of like, and I, I look at some of these ones and I, and I and I laugh at some of these these fog monsters and fake Empire Red Ale. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even remember this shit. Fog so, monster. Yeah, that was not, that wasn't too too good. No, no. They, oh yeah, the eerie. Yeah, no. And the, and the, but the Broken Hills new trail. Yeah, but that was right. good. Broken Hills. And so you, this gives us now the ability to start a rating system or, yeah. or start like a a best up, like a you know kind of a rating. No, no, best or of, a, ra- a rating system. A rating system. One yeah. out of five, and and, uh, and the ones that I, I I could conjure that that I knew that were just you know really good. Uh, Controlled I, chaos was one of the surlies. Yeah, I think we were logic dis- bomb. Yeah, we we had a couple surlies back to back. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. logic bomb I don't think was is is uh, is good. Log Logyard seems to have, have have done a lot of good things for us. Yeah, um, so we didn't actually we didn't actually um, uh, so so we had a few of the different uh, Surly Buick, but we didn't duplicate Furious, did we? Yes, or we did duplicate yep. Furious. Okay, okay, gotcha. I did it early oh, on, okay. and you brought it back, but you know, oh, I, got it, got I, it. I, I don't I, even fucking, I don't even I, remember I, that. I uh, really enjoyed it, so I wasn't complaining. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I, whenever, we, it, oh, there it is, way back when. Yeah. Shit. Yep. I don't even remember it. Okay, yeah, yeah I'll, but I'll, I'll show you how to do quick filters and all that other stuff. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. Uh, yeah. So when you're stuff. out shopping, you can uh, do a quick. Uh, oh boy. Um, yeah, you can do that. I'll tell you what, though, fish. doing the, doing this stuff back to back. Uh, the uh, the 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 bringing back the uh, Oscar Hazy Blues is is really good. Yeah, yeah. I'm like so I'm not good. even doing a rinse, rinse, and I'm going back to back here, and it's, it's still it's so still good. good. Both yeah. of them, yeah, back yeah, to yeah. Back yeah. yeah. It's still good. We got Goose. It's lost his wingman. He's uh, he's trying to hang out here on her. Yeah, his his his, his Peter, wing Peter his wingman horse. left him. <laughs> his wingman. His you, don't, wing... you don't do that. No, never. <clears throat> what happens? You end up going to the to the to the brig whenever oh, that happens. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's right, and, and no high speed uh, overpasses. No. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm. I'm gonna. Let me. Let me check another quick sip of this. Yeah, that's good. Uh, I just uh, polished off my. Uh... Yeah, because you know what? As I smelled the thing, and I felt, and I saw some of the components in there. I, I, I thought I was gonna get juiced. You know, like I was gonna be like, I was gonna get. That, that's a good. Some real this is, this juice. is. Yeah, this is one of those ones. Where it it, it would have been just like I put it in front that of you. And like really just, just trust me, and you'd be like, holy yeah, shit, yeah, Scott. yeah, yeah. And you know what? Honestly, with all the description, with all those things, if I didn't know any of that, it's almost like the Pepsi Challenge, yeah. like you know, uh, what is it? Yeah, Coke B or you know, a Cola B. I would have never said that all those things were in there. If no. you're if you're to tell me, you just taste this. I'm not going to tell you what it is. I'm not going to tell you. Just tell me what's all in here. And I, and I would, <laughs> I would have almost, I wouldn't have almost not guessed anything that was on there because it's so blended well. 
it, it, I mean, I would have said there was some passion fruit or some yeah, kind of fruit, yeah, but, yeah, it, it, but it, it, I would have never isolated point. mango or isolated pineapple. Right, or, right. I, it, it, it's one of those things where it gets to the alchemy that we talk about. To, good word. It, 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 it's, it's almost nothing and everything at the same time yeah, because I, would, I wouldn't pick phenomenal any, description. I wouldn't pick any of that stuff no, no, out. a phenomenal description. Other than yeah. the fact that yeah. I know it's like, it's like sausage. I don't care what's in it as long as it tastes good, Dave. Yeah. That's <laughs> like... Yeah, that maybe that should be their 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 motto. You, sh- you should email them and say it's like nothing and everything all at the same time. <laughs> That's funny. I mean, it it it, it kind of disappears. But on, I agree. Like it, it, it disappears just, on my yeah. tongue. I, like I have zero aftertaste. Zero. And and very rare. I can feel some going in, but I don't have I don't have anything. But lingering. but I, I, you know, like I get a I don't want to say aftertaste with the the, the hazy blue. There, it's an aftertaste, but it's a good aftertaste. Yeah, good. and I love it, but. This just—it's just like a—it's like a good shit with a clean break. I mean, there's no yeah. aftertaste. It just, it just plops in the water and comes up in like a bidet. Yeah, it just like you, could, you could have called it Doughboy. You could have called it Clean Break. Uh, like back when you were like you're know, really young, and you know when you take those ones and you and you and you drop a couple boys at the pool, and it just splashes. It splash. It's like a bidet effect. You don't right. even have to almost use any any paper because it's just. You're right. It's like a perfect. But this, this, but I, you're, I, I agree. When I went back to the haze and went back and forth, um, the only real difference is that, that, this is a haze. Yeah, it, 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 le- it leaves that nice hazy trail. It, right. It leaves that. It's, it's kind of like breadcrumbs. You try yeah. to find your way back to the house. You right. Know, you just, this is this just, is really good. Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah. I will definitely partake in a four pizak. You know, eleventh hour man, they're getting to be up there in the local scene. I mean, they're 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 up there, like you know, they're you know, it's eleventh hour and 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 Grist House and and uh, Hitchhiker, Hitchhiker, and which we really early into our foray into. Well, BD, actually, we, yeah, we I, I was looking for another Hitchhiker, but they had stuff with that we already or, or Joe's had stuff that we already because we, we did a couple of few. There's the one I really liked. Yeah, a, a while back was yeah, the it got, uh, to, it got to the point. Bane where of like, existence, I think was that's what they had down there. Uh, they had triple Bane, but I, I wanted yeah. you to be able to drive home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure your your your, your, your uh, lovely bride was was appreciative of you not tripling up uh, uh, from, from way up. Yeah, that's that's delicious. But uh, any any other uh, thoughts, Dave? No, this is this is good. I I agree with your assessment. Uh, the 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 pilsner is it it, it is what it is. Uh, it's it's a fantastic is, it's, pilsner. It's a Dennis Green comment. I, it is what it says like, it is. I think you made the but, good point. Like. I, I guess I, 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 if I were rating it on a Pilsner-only scale, I'd give it yeah. a five. Pilsner-only scale. But right. on a beer scale. Well, just a general, it, yeah. It's like it's a three. Yeah, two, 2.75, you know, three. The Russian judge might give it, you know, a two. but A two-four, yeah. But, but the, yeah, no, this is, this is uh, I mean, we're so blessed to have so many good uh, good options around it. And Larryville, who knew? Yeah. You know, just being uh, between uh, just, Lawrenceville and Sharpsburg. Yeah, between my both goodness, of them. My goodness, absolutely fantastic. Yeah, no, and, and I the, like it. The other thing I, I noticed though was uh, if you look at the other PA beers, like like Log Yard is up in Kane, PA. Yes, and that just blows my mind. Yeah, and I, I had to look because uh, one of our beers in here, and I had to look at the numbers thing. But speaking of uh, the Swifties and uh, down in uh, invading this weekend, there was a beer that we had that's from. Wyoming PA, which is right by Philly. Yeah. And that's where Miss Swift is from, Wyoming PA. Oh. She's actually from there. Because <laughs> uh, I, I saw that in the paper the other day when they were going. And we, we had one 
that was a while back that it, it, it probably says something like East Philly or something, but um, yeah, when it, I when I looked it up, I probably didn't. It, it, you're right, and 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 but. But I was laughing because I said, I know, I told my sister too, I said, I know we did a beard that said, why a missing PA. So I'll have to scroll through this list again. But, and it wasn't, it was probably halfway through our, our, our tour here. Yeah. So I'll have to look at it again. I'm almost uh, positive it didn't come up as that when I, when I it, did it. It probably didn't yeah. come up as why I'm missing it. it it's something like. Uh, and it might be one of the things where they've, they've got like a, uh, their brewery in one spot and a, and a, uh, uh, restaurant another, and they gave me the restaurant address. That's probably that's probably right. And actually, when I when I looked when I looked uh, up, because I I was it wasn't evil genius, was it? because it, uh, it probably gave me a Philly. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I I looked up the why I'm missing breweries to see if I could um, come back with the one that we did, and um, and I think it might have been Broken Chair. I I, I want to say uh, this broken chair because I was looking at some of the other ones and they didn't they didn't they didn't uh, come up so I thought I thought that was one of them uh, there's a, a, a you know Sly Fox but that, that's that, that's down here too so I don't know which one it was because a lot of them are West Reading it's basically Reading oh yeah that's so that's that, almost Hershey yeah so that's basically probably how it came up but I know that whenever I on the can itself it said why I'm missing I just don't remember which one I, I'd have to. I'll look through your list, and I'll be able to, at some point, I'll be able to isolate which one it was. But but as I was reading the Swifty articles today, I remember that there was um, there was one that was like that that was from that particular, and, and it might have been, yeah. See, Trogues, uh, Trogues Hershey. is Hershey, yeah, yeah. So I I don't remember which one, but I'll I'll go I'll go look again and just see if I can isolate it. And Murren River Pizza Boy Enola, right? Yep. So that's not really. I don't think that's really there, but anyway, good stuff, man. Um, I, I think in uh, it may be even Evil Genius because Stacy's mom we did, so it may have even been that. I don't know, but there's it's, it's is somewhere. Butter a carb? Is but is butter a carb? That's another Evil that Genius fucking, one you brought that, in. That was fucking crazy. <laughs> that's yeah. <an> Oktoberfest. <laughs> oh, good stuff, man. Yeah. All right, let's uh, take a break and yeah, uh, pause sports. for the cause, and uh, we'll be back with uh, some uh, local sports. All right. Man. Dave back from the break and uh, five is it five yeah five five, five two, two bad guys bottom of six for the, the brew crew the with brew the crew with their cheese heads that they're wearing cheese heads ugly Jesus powder blue Christ. and ridiculous. they actually literally have brew crew uh, on their crest that's ridiculous anyway yeah. Uh, yeah. why don't you give us a quick uh, Steeler update yeah so uh, volunt- I should say mandatory mini camp uh, uh-huh. in play here and uh, it's going to be wrapping up here but uh, you know we're over a month here now from actual training camp, but I just want to drop in a couple real quick things. I mean, there's nothing too much to be gleaned from, from camps and everything, but you know, the biggest thing I just want to just roll out here, the Steelers could have as many as seven new starters on defense at the very, at the, you know, at the very least they'll have five with departures of inside linebackers, miles, Jack, you don't know, Jack, not you know, Robo, not Robo, Jack. Yeah. And, uh, Devin Bush, uh, cornerbacks, Cam Sutton and Arthur Molay, that French guy, and uh, safety uh-huh. Terrell Edmonds. So you got Cole Holcomb, uh, Landon Roberts, Patrick Peterson, Chandon Sullivan, no relation to the coach of the Penguins. 
<laughs> and uh, Keanu Neal or DeMonte Cassie are poised to take over th- those spots there in the corner. And there's a possibility that, you know, rookies Joey Porter and Keanu Benton could earn starting jobs before the season begins, just like we were talking about, about the, uh, you know, the offensive uh, lineman from Georgia, who certainly will most likely get involved in full dramatic fashion, probably somewhere in the middle of the year. And they they move things around with Dan Moore Jr. or you know, uh, but the biggest thing I think about the offensive line group and and your Pat Meyer, the offensive line coach, has said that everybody in that room is really cooperating with each other and you know they're they're really they really got a lot of good a good competitive group and a lot of uh, guys with position flexibility. So I think that's uh, that's a good thing. So you know, uh, there's been times whenever rookies have come in and. You know, had had their time. Right. I mean, I I look at uh, some other teams that they 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 that that you know the 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 Seahawks drafted cornerback uh, Marcus Trufant with a number eleven overall pick, and he was inserted started in the season opener. But um, then you have Arizona in 08 where they selected uh, Dominique uh, Rogers Cromartie with a number sixteen pick, and he was made a starter in week six. So I kind of think that both uh, and help me out with the offensive lineman from Georgia. Um, Broderick, Broderick, yeah, Jones. So I, I expect that both Jones and JP Junior will probably get in there somewhere in the middle of the season when they when they get things, if not sooner, you know, sure. it out. If not Susan, uh, uh, sooner. So we'll, we'll see about that. But you know, um, I mean, the biggest decisions that lie ahead are you know, when Porter and Benton will break into the lineup. So they're yeah. you know, both second-round picks, Porter 32 overall and Benton 49. But you know what? At this point, that's why we're just going to – I'm just going to trundle through this very quickly is that until you get to camp and start seeing what some of the uh, depth chart really looks like, uh, then we'll see. But there's no question, Scott, that I think the biggest thing is with the amount of linebackers and defensive backs lost – that there's going to be five to seven new starters right. at that at those positions, and and it it needed to be that way because the other people weren't quite what they needed, and, and and we said many times that that Devin Bush just was never never returned to, nope. to the guy that he was post injury. It just sure. uh, you know he's getting a new start in Seattle, but and God bless him, hope he does well. But but that was a very very high impact position that they. Drafted him out, and they moved up to get him. And the same thing with you have unfortunate things that like could happen with Ryan Shazier. And right. So they've they've been trying to replace a lot of those positions, Scott. You know what I'm saying? Since yeah. all those things happened, so I, I don't I don't think that we need to go too much into this. We've had a little bit longer show than normal with with our interview with Kevin. Yeah. Uh, so anything else you take from any of that or anything? Uh, we, we, uh, Kenny found his car. That's all that matters. Uh, <laughs> dude, where's my car? Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I think. Uh, I think that was a great uh, quick quick synopsis, and we can um, dive into the uh, the pens. I, I don't know that theirs is going to be uh, particularly long as well. Mm-hmm. We uh, talked about last week where uh, they hired uh, Doobie Doobie Dubis. Right. Uh, he uh, in this past week brought in uh, assistant GM Jason Spezza. Yep. And what a uh, tremendous player he um, was. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it, it sounds like he 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 looks like that he's going to be a pretty good executive as well based yep. on some of the things i read yep and there's another assistant gm that sounds like he might be offering the gm role or associate gm role 
from Toronto. I don't know that I want to become Toronto West, but you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Right. Uh, Southwest, I guess. Um, the, the, one of the things that I, I put in the notes and it, it, we talked about with Kevin and, you know, it's 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 imperative that they they figure out the the goalie situation yes. here, and and mm-hmm. I, you know, Hellebuck Connor Hellebuck is a free agent, uh, or or not a free agent, but doesn't want to stay in Winnipeg. And yep. I would trade a first round pick, a second round pick, uh, m- multiple picks to uh, pry him because he's a young guy. Yes, he is, yep. and mm-hmm. get him signed, um, yep. and then he could be your franchise goalie for you know the you know four six eight years. Yep. Um, that could be, yep. And, uh, you know, John Gibson's another possible uh, guy out there. I think Hellebuck should be at the top of the list. I, I, no, I, I agree I, I agree with your your perspective as far as him being at the top of that. The only thing I, w- I would say, you know, obviously, Gibson, you have the Pittsburgh connection thing, but also he's really, really good when he's on and that they haven't given him any defensive help in the last several years, and he's still got – He's still got some ru- some rubber on the tires. I think. Oh yeah, and if, and, if, and if look, if Anaheim can agree to to retain some salary, and he might be able to come at a cost of of not quite the the number right. of picks that that right. uh, that the other guy you just mentioned, uh, Hellebuck, could come. But but I I would agree with you that if, if there's a way to make that happen, now if that happens, obviously they're going to move on from Tristan. Yes, I mean so sure. and, and so he's a free agent. Right, but I mean, they're they're there's not gonna. I mean, obviously, they're probably in 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 discussions with him now, and I, and Dubas being who he is, from my understanding of him, is he's he he ends up being very clear very quickly about yeah. what he wants to do. So it's not like this lingering going through the draft and and whatever. I think I think that w- I, I'm almost ready to say, Scott, and you can take the reins after this comment of mine. That I, I I'm fairly certain that Dubas knows right now whether he's retaining Jari or not, or whether they're going to make any. Kind I would of I would 100 agree. And, and and this is not going to be something where it's going to linger. Well, we'll we'll tell you guys in a couple of weeks. Right. I, I think the, this is going to be rolled out very quickly. And as much as I love a lot of things about Tristan, what I don't love is just and and, and you know, some of the fall downs in the playoffs. I can't totally put him all at his feet because. It's been defensive breakdowns and, right. and, and things that and odd man rushes and just not being on the right side of the puck that hasn't helped him. But the it, the injury proneness, I don't even know if that's a word, the in, injury prone situations he'd been in, that's very that's very d- d- disturbing to me. Or or inability uh, to play through ones or, that you can play in, through. Yeah, correct. That's 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 a great point. I mean, because he's already come out and, and said, and you know what I don't really necessarily care for is that it's always like at the end of you know when the, when the teams have their evaluations at the end of the year, he's always talking about well I, I just would have been better with these injuries and I couldn't be the same. But he, he I don't want to say making him as an excuse, but he's he's almost kind of saying to everybody, well I I can't play through this and I can't right. whatever. And if you're gonna Scott you know dangle out a bunch, I don't care if it's a semi player. Friendly contract, you know. Kevin was talking about Sidney Crosby. It was a great point that he made. Yeah, about how he took eight point seven. <laughs> excuse me. <clears throat> Stand by. T- took eight point seven when the Drysidles and uh, Connor McJesus. Yeah. Or twelve, ten, whatever. I- instead of saying, "Well, look, we're going to take eight or nine, and you guys go get us a couple, few more players to help us get over the edge," exactly. whether it be. Uh, a, a defensive 
guy like uh, Vegas went out and got and, and got a couple guys that were that were really solid defenders, or or maybe a guy like Barbashev who come in up on the first line, right? And, and being like the Kevin Stevenish type of guy that can clear space and for those top line players yep. to play. They didn't do that, and and as you always said many times, they're just too top heavy, Edmonton, right? And and they didn't do that, so I I think it becomes even if uh, there's a fairly player friendly or team friendly contract that his agencies, Tristan Jari, that is, is willing to do. I I, I just I just don't think I, he, I think we've seen enough. I, I think we've seen enough, and and and, and you know. You have Casey, or you have somebody else that can that can come up. Whether it's the guy that's about ready to come up, Hallander, Ooh. or whoever it might be, whoever it might be is a backup is a backup, and they can find. Right. I, look, we can just go and ask uh, Vegas for one of their forty-seven goalies. 47. Have him as a backup. Yeah. You know, whoever that might be, and I'm sure they'd be willing to to, to be able to come at a reasonable price. But I, I to just wrap that part up, I agree with you. I think Hellebuck to me is the the miss, most coveted out front guy that I think Dubas should look at because you know he already he already has his um, failings of going after I think Mrazek who ended yeah. up not 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 you know not not being the guy that they thought he would be so he he almost he he's almost looking for like um, a mulligan on that one right. that he didn't do right and and now he knows if this team with this very very crack of a window that's open to still maybe do something with the right. big three or four that they have they're gonna have to have a guy that's just a rock back there yeah you know and and, and a, a guy that they can go forward with to think we have a year or two with this core group to have a chance and you build your team from the goalie out right scott exactly right you build Dave. it out and then and then you have some defensemen that you can probably move contracts and do things so i i agree with that so i think that's the biggest out front thing the draft is coming up now you mentioned that you would probably you would trade the fourteenth overall pick to get him, uh, and, and, and uh, maybe a third others, or, or, or uh, something, uh, whatever it might or be, because he's uh, only like in his mid twenties, yeah. right? Yeah, I would, I, I would trade whatever they wanted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Oh my God! Why would you? Why would you <sighs> not pitch at him? Fifty-four. <sighs> Palacios, like it's it's top <sighs> of seven. How many bases outs? were loaded? No outs. You you let that guy bat. And he hits a little trickler to the third base, and it's well. Who was that? Force. Palacios. Yeah, yeah. He, he's been he's been real good. Since he stinks, then. Dave. I, uh, no, he's I'm, he's, I'm, had, I'm, I'm, he's I'm, had a couple of home runs. He's had some. I don't, couple I don't of, care. Sometimes a blind squirrel uh, finds a nut. Uh, I mean, come on. Like uh, seriously. Well, I mean, he swings at the first fucking pitch. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's not a good at bat, but he's he's been pretty solid since he's been here. I yeah. think I've, I've watched him a lot. He's got to go. Uh, we'll see. So we, we we agree to disagree there. Yep, we do. Uh, I, yeah, as, as far as the Penguins go, yeah. you totally agree. You, you, you've got to build that backstop, and, and you know you go b- all the way back How to how many outs here? Uh, one. There was no outs on that uh, one. Oh well, yeah. And uh, Key's got to get a hit here because uh, and there's an Indian any double play. Oh, oh, oh. Nope, fumble. Nope, fumbleicious. And oh. they, I think they're going to score two. Oh, you guys got him a third. Yep, still five four though. No, they just got him a third. Yeah, but uh, two Fuck. outs. Or is that three? Uh, but why no, that's you, one because he fumbled. That's that's two outs. So it's five four yeah, that, with maybe two outs. Yeah. Uh, it's five four uh, two two out. Yeah, five four two out. Maybe two outs. Yeah, there is two outs. Are they, are they, gonna, they tagged? No, they tagged him in third. They, I well, guess they, right. They were they, trying to determine whether right. they're going to challenge this. They or decided not. not to. Yeah, he put his hand up in the air, but. Uh, 
It's a nice play by the second base. Oh, well, he just completely biffed that. The second baseman. I thought he had it. That's where I thought he hopped over his glove. Let me see here. Uh, he's, uh, he's out. out. He's, he's out. out. He's, anyway, nice so nice that's the biggest thing we think about the Penguins scenario. Yeah. The draft is uh, next weekend. Next weekend, right? Yep. yep. So I would say probably, and this is just me throwing it out there, you can comment, is that if that deal is going to be made, it's going to be made either middle of this week or well, possibly the draft, draft table. day yep. at table. Wow. Uh, where you know they were, or, or, I'm sure they're probably in in conversations with a couple people. The Gibson thing and the Hellebuck thing. It's probably right now in play to see who they can who they can bring back. But so just to just to summarize, we don't feel Jari's going to be coming back. We feel one of those other two goalies is probably going to be offered, and and Hellebuck would probably cost a little more. Um, yeah. But 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 you know you you have to have that. Yep. I mean, that's just all there is to it. Yep. Without yep. it, you don't have a chance. Yep. And he's proved his worth, I think. Yep. And so we'll see about that. Otherwise, it's just a matter of, you know, some free agents and what they might do, do with Dumo if they could, yep. uh, you know, uh, have, uh, have retain some salary to move him to. So we'll see. But I think a lot of things are – look, in the next about four or five business days, yep. I think a lot of shit's going to go down. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, anyway. so let's do this. Let's yep. take a break, and uh, okay. we'll come back and talk uh, Battle and Buckos. Yep. All right, man. Dave, back from the break, and uh, looks like we're uh, we got a pitching change going on here. What's going on? We got a ball game, sort five, of five, five four. four. Yeah. Stretch time, bottom of the seventh. Uh, oh, big big banks coming in. No, oh. big money's coming in. Darley, uh, Daria Moret, Moreta is coming in. He's been so good. He had like one bad game in the entire. I mean, I'm jinxing him now, of course. I mean, knock on my head. He's been, and I I really believe now that. Uh, now that we're in a commercial break and the Pirates here in the seventh down down a run still still have a chance, is that you sent me in text which I didn't see and you were on top of it that uh, Mister Mister Hold himself the eighth inning guy Colin Holderman on the fifteen day DL, day DL was R- wrist yeah. wrist scenario and he had had some problems the last time he was out there so maybe this is something he's been dealing with for a little while but right. I would put this guy here. Mr. Big Bank that comes off when he does real well and does the whole finger, uh, yeah. uh, my big money thing. I, I would insert him right into that eighth, into that setup spot for 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 Mr. Uh, uh, the Renegade there, Mr. Bednar. Yeah, uh, I, I think that that would be a role that he could he could he could take over very very easily. And then they they brought up uh, Yuri De Los Santos, right? Uh, I think that uh, yeah to replace. Uh, Holderman on the roster, so we'll see. Um, there's 30 pitching, though. Uh, well, there's been so many things that happened recently. Obviously, Vinny Velasquez, it was it was the inevitable end up happening that he's been shut down for elbow inflammation and problems. And kept, uh, it kept Ronzi in, uh, in, in the starting position, which I think hurt hurt him because uh, well, he's he's. Well, they, they, they put him to the bullpen now. Yeah. Well, finally, the last yeah. couple of starts. Well, he was not... supposed to go back, and then Vinny came back, and they, uh, you know, it just. It... But his last couple, his last couple appearances have been out of the bullpen. And you look, the game was the most disappointing. We talked about the friendly confines not being so friendly here. There's Cubs who are yeah. basically stinking this year for the most part. But 
you know, uh, we had that first game against JMO there, Tyone. We have a five-run lead, five-one lead. Five-one had a chance to add on. And I want to just throw something on about that game. Uh, one out in the whatever inning was, maybe in the fifth, sixth. Uh, Connor Joe is on second, and he takes off on a, on a steal attempt. You're, so look, there's our, there, there's one out. You, you've already gotten out. You're already in scoring position, so you've got two chances to right. get you home from second base. Right. No, they get no that reason. run home. Now yeah. it's, there's no reason to take a chance unless it's so obvious that the, the, the guy just wasn't paying attention, and you're taking a little bit of a secondary lead. Right. And as you're taking your secondary lead, you walk over. So this guy's not even looking at me. Right. And then it's you've got to be completely certain that you're going to get sure. that bag for sure. And, and and that and that erases him. And then now it's two outs. And then the next, I think it might have been. Um, Carlos Santana that was up and, and you know struck out or grounded out whatever, but you, you're look you're on the road. You have to you have to try to add on as much as possible. Right. You're already in scoring position. There's no reason to do it unless you 100 percent sure you can get over there. And that added run could have really helped. And and that, and then just Ronzi after having a great inning when he came in in the fifth or so, the next inning he just pooped all over himself. He just was. It's just well, had, his regression has yeah, been he had the, he, startling. Great, uh, great inning might be a stretch. It was a one-two-three inning, but he 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 battled up through that. He did, and, but and, and and so there's a, a number of warning signs. It's it's maybe a little bit. It's been out there, but um, he made some pitches when he need to. So you're thinking, okay, he got out of it, and maybe you know, and it's, but he just can't locate his fastball anymore, and which well, is really disturbing. Yeah. So I don't know whether. Yeah. And and then everything plays off that two or four seamer. So when when you're not getting there and 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 and, and, and uh, opposing hitters know it, then they don't have because when he was really on, he could really locate that fastball anywhere he wants to, and uh, hopefully Big Bank here can, can keep things. Uh, he's been he just can, tremendous. Uh, I just hope he can, he can keep it, it oh. keep it together here. But you know that there's several Full things. Se- several things. Obviously, the the regression of Ronzi is startling. Um, you had Vinny V with his injury, so you have that, and, and that's just it happens, and and just like it happened to um, what you call it in uh, in spring training, uh, that yeah, he's been so good. Uh, J T. Brubaker, who never yeah. came north because of his his season ending deal with Tommy John, but I I, I think we texted each other a couple times and put in the notes. It, it, it's now time for for Quinn Priester. He he needs to be up here. I mean he he's tracking so well after starting the season with a little bit of with an injury that, that that set him back for the first several few weeks of the season he's now just been just about lights out i mean the fastball's playing the sinker the sweeper all these different things he's got well, here's what here, here, he, he, here's needs what, to, he needs to be up here, here here's what i do know he's he, he he's better than anybody else yes and you know it could have been a guy like Burroughs or somebody, but he's gone for the year. So, right. And, and there's a couple other guys, and they brought uh, the guy up, who, which uh, the other night, who actually uh, pitched pretty well. Um, I, I was I was saying to my buddy because he went through five great innings, living libido loco, the libido <laughs> guy. Uh, <laughs> can't remember his first name. It's like Oviedo Bio or something. I can't yeah. Bido, but his last name is Bido. But he was tremendous, and then they and then and then they couldn't hold it for him, yeah. you know, and that. That's what's getting kind of disturbing is uh, what looked like a strength when we came out and 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 Oviedo, he he did his best to keep it together yesterday. You know, I think he's still worthy of being in there because yep. he battles and he doesn't usually let things get out of hand. Even if he gives up a few early, he right. stays in there. Right. 
But now we're having bullpen problems a little bit. Well, uh, we, where, we, where, we, where we, that wasn't a problem before, except for this guy here. Right, we got uh, injury, you know, and, and, and that, but but to me, it's you know these. Oh, that, that's going to leave a mark. Yeah, uh, I think that um, you know, man, no kids for you. I'm just kidding. Sorry. Man, 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 like, man, rubs an area that uh, we all know that yeah, does, not does not feel good. <laughs> uh, ma- management's yeah. lack of and and oh uh, that that was inside thigh. Thank oh. God. Yeah, but then it ricocheted to the bird sack area. Yeah, that'll that ru- oh yeah. uh, they keep uh, man, they keep yeah, it with every angle for you to <laughs> relive it. Uh, of course, I would say that uh, management's in- inability. Or, or, or lack of ability to, you know, and, you know, frankly, I, I, one, this, two, this, three, look at the money, this, put this, your fingers this, together. This team is, is, is to the point, it's, 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 uh, June 16th and they're in first place. Yep. Uh, we'll see, uh, they're, they're might not be by the end of the night, but, um, but they're hanging There's around. nobody else in this division that's going to run away with it. No, no. And, 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 and so, in, in general, I agree with Super Two and pushing that out as far as you can. Yeah. However, however, like you don't know where this team is going to be six years from now. You know where they are right now. Yes, you do. Yeah. And that's if Clint Priester could come up now and help, yep. uh, we got cruise missiles still on the shelf, yep. hoping to come back. August. Uh, I think there's early another, August. Th- yeah, there's another pitcher down there that, that that's looking good yep. too. Yeah. Um, and then there's yep. two bats down there: Andy Rodriguez and and Henry Davis. Yes, exactly. Um, I, like I, I just I, you, 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 you got to give him a look. Yeah, and I and I agree with you. Now, here's the thing about Hedgie. Now I know we talked about you know the situation happened earlier tonight, yes. but he's been just so masterful with that pitching staff, and, and he's his his, def- his defensive you know uh, runs saved and and uh, a, a giant throw out of a Cardinals guy that was one of the fastest guys in the league. Right, right. The, the, during yeah. that sweep of them. Right. I mean that that kind of stuff and the way you handle the pitching staff, he deserves to be there. But I'm not saying ha- cut him. But having no no no. But but having said that. The raspberry delay, the kind you find in a secondhand <laughs> store. I mean, I think to your point, I think that uh, although he's okay, I think at this point, pull the trigger on one of them. You know, get Davis or Rodriguez because they both have bats. I mean, both of their their defenses hey, are Davis improved. Davis playing right field too. Have been, have been like, proved I, correct. I, I, I cut on Palacios earlier. He's playing right field, but. Like I, you know, if if you, if you could put Davis Andy could in right come field. out there, or well, I mean, Andy could go out there and play more than probably him. I, I think, but here's the thing: their bat has to be in there to help out that lineup. I mean, that one of their bats has to be in there, and and if they're going to be the backup guy, it doesn't matter right. about their defense right, right now because they're still going to be a mainly a backup to, to Hedgie as far as or what you can do then. A night when Cut uh, Cutch is not DH, and you can you can DH exactly. Davis or DH Rodriguez, and you've got these bats in the lineup now right. that are formidable exactly. instead of just throwing somebody out there. Yep, uh, and and I think that's the thing. I, those two, that's com- what I'm feeling. Dave. I'm feeling the same thing. Is that the QP? Yes, and probably one of those two catching prospects to come in because their bats have played everywhere they've been in every every part of the uh, the step up through. Uh, low A, high A, uh, yeah, double and triple A. Their bats have played Scott through their ho- entire professional career. I guess and he was so, swinging at the first pitch, right, Connor? And you, you know, I, I want a guy, especially somebody like uh, either Andy or Henry. Uh, Davis. Yeah, um, w- w- you put him in that slot in a, a DH role 
and you're down a run, up a run. This is, these people have power that can hit the ball at the goddamn ballpark. Right. And that, that changes everything. It sure and, does. And you, you don't just throwing a guy in there to to the, the, to make contact guy. And, and it gives Kutch a, a chance to to rest a little bit more and to, and to you know, to be able to just, you know, be a contributor but not have to be the guy as the DH every stinking time. Right. Um, because... Drop. Uh... Uh, nope. just warning track power. Two gone in the eighth, right? Is that right? Yep. So yeah, I think we're in agreement with those two things uh, about that. And 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 again, when we when we look back on the whole grand scheme of things, they're they're right in there. And as you said, nobody's taken this by the reins. People were ripping on the Pirates when they lost two to three to Oakland, and they end up winning like six games in a row, including sweeping the Brewers. Right. You know, in in Milwaukee, so like you said, nobody's taking the reins. But I think, to your point, I think is this is where we are right now. So are we going to actually try to do something, or are well, we going to fold the tent like right? And I, and I and I, say we're going to we're going to we're going to go after this message next year. to you, you and Superfan Phil. Uh, you know, don't look now, but the the Reds are a game out. Yeah, and, and, the, and they're terrible. Yeah, and they're like, uh, 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 right, and well, and uh, but they've come but on they lately. five in a row. Yeah, they so won five in a row. So. You, when you got when you're losing six, six in a row and they're yeah. losing four out of five or six, yeah, exactly. Uh, so, but but I think your overriding and overarching point is is well taken in that nobody's going to run away with this. I, I don't know that since it, or St. Louis is going to get their subs back in the in the in the in the fray, but to get, get they, again, their lineup, that. their yeah. lineup is still I think pretty good, and it's just been underachieving too. But. Uh, you know, it's just going to be interesting to see. I think what's going to after post All Star break, going to like the end of July, it's going to tell the tale as to whether are they still in it? Are they still in like a third wild card spot? Are right. they still within a game or two of first? Then you start thinking, okay, well, if we get in there, should we add? Should we bring up? Oh yeah, I mean, because we have some assets now right. that we can do. Because why not? Right, I mean, you're, you don't want to just chuck it to the weeds when you're a game out or two no, games you're, out. You got house money, you know. So, and they have people that they can well move. Even, even somebody like a Rodolfo Castro, right? Or it, right. Know, it, some it, other people. We, so. we, some of the things we, you and I were uh, trading uh, texts uh, back and forth this week. Um, you know, I, I sent you a note saying, "Hey, uh, guess who the uh, best hitting center fielder is in all of baseball?" Yeah. Yeah, with the Jackson Winsky, yep. And, and you're like, uh, you named a couple people. Not yeah, because I, Jack- right, I wasn't anywhere right, near. Right. Yeah, and, anyway. and it's Jackson Winsky, and this is a couple days old, but he's, you know, OPS is 924. Mike Trout, who's probably the, arguably the, the, the best center fielder of his generation, 40 points lower. Right. So he's now the, from what they kept, I was listening to a game on a radio the other day that Jack is like the fourth in all of baseball now in OPS. It's yeah. Just, so. But this is this is no small shakes. I mean, uh, you know, he's he's got his incredible power against right-handers and mostly hits almost virtually all his home runs against right hand. But what he's done recently, which I really like, is that he's taking a lot of pitches. He's walking like the last couple times he's faced left-handed pitchers, he's taken walks, and, and he's laying off that he's laying off that 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 hook slider and that sweeper. Um, because he knows he can't hit it anyway, and 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 I remember a coach telling me in baseball one time that when a guy would throw would would throw a certain pitch, you yeah. know, like a sweeping curveball, he's like, Dave, if you see the motion, don't even swing because you can't hit it anyway. Now, if he happens to catch the strike zone, fine, but he he probably is trying to make you chase. 
And if you can't hit it, don't even. I mean, look for your pitch in a certain box. Right. I think that's what that's what that's what's what's driving Jack's OPS up is his walks, his bases on balls. Well, he's always got the power, but here, here's you know, here that's that's the big thing. Thing I think it's been happening lately. With I, I added a little stuff uh, late, and um, so you already got the answer. But the 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 player that has the most no out home runs is Jack Sawinski. Oh, as far as no, they're not wall scrapers. So here's here's the definition of a no doubter: batted balls that would be home runs in all thirty league major major league ballparks. Ball right. Okay. Based on trajectory, wall heights, distances, and environmental factors. Right. Sawinski, twelve. Shohei Otani, eleven. Wow. That's yeah. I I, I looked at that briefly whenever you um. Uploaded, Drop, yeah. yeah. When you upload it, that's a, that's a that's a tremendous that's a tremendous stat. I mean, it really is. And so he's not, he's not he's not you know hitting home runs in, in Cincinnati all all right. day every day. Right, the Great in American Small Park. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's a that's a great stat. I mean, I mean, and uh, you know, uh, let me ask you, let me ask you this while I go through this. Yeah, Ronald Acuna Jr. This is some some big the big. Uh, and, and, and so no. while you're while so uh, uh, OPS for for left field, Brian Reynolds eighth. Okay. OPS yeah. for DH Kutch sixth. Yeah. So yeah. you you've got enough hitters here. We're we're without you know presumably one of our, our rising stars with uh, Miss Cruise Missile, um, and. Uh, you know, we, we need some pitching help, and I, you know, we, we talked earlier about hedges and 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 uh, uh, human uh, rain delay. Um, <laughs> right. You, uh, you you need to bring those bats up, and you, you need to bring those arms up. I mean, like you know, this this team is is there, and and look, maybe they don't win a World Series, but you know, maybe they they go a round or two deep. And, yeah, and, 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 and look at look at fifteen. They they never got past the wild card. Right, and, and you don't have to give up the entire farm. You don't have to right. put, go all in. It's, it's no, just, I'm, I'm it, just saying, bring up what you yeah, got. Right, bring up what you got, and, and then and let's see what go we, for see it. what yeah. we have. Right, and and then and then we can go and take a look at what you got to give up. There. And if there's a okay. seller somewhere out there that right. maybe you your Zane Smith or whomever, right, that says, okay, I'm willing to give you this particular. Now we just want Rodolfo Castro and and considerations right. or somebody else, and you can do that because you know you're going to have your tall stop, yeah, you know, back in in August, and and then. You know that, and you have a Nick Gonzalez, who's another guy that could be trade bait right. because you have Tupacita Marcano, who's yeah. who, who's right there right now, and they have plenty of infield and outfield prospects. So now, without throwing all the chips in the table, you can at least parcel a couple of yes. them for another yes. great starter that can help you maybe get into a playoff. You know, if you're that close, or a third or fourth starter, or or, or whatever or it is, whatever that you it need. might yeah. be. And, and you know, if everything was tracking, and we always talk about this, that like it was supposed to and people don't get injured then everything's fine probably because Vinny V started out really well for that team um but now you're going to have to pivot to to a, a secondary game plan and and if you're if you're close now look if every things start falling apart and you fall way back and you you tumble down that you didn't you know uh, right that maybe a lot of people go pick expected, up more assets then you yeah. go pick up more assets and then go from there and then you whatever or you know uh you you just go from there but if you're if you're right there in August Scott why not try to make a run at it? Ugh. I mean, because nobody, as you mentioned very beginning of this segment, 
that nobody in that division has taken anything by the you know anything by the reins. It's not like there's somebody out there that's that's ten games clear of anybody or even five games clear of anybody. Right. I don't know that anybody's been more than five or six games clear of anybody this whole t- entire season. So uh, you know, so we're talking about a whole half a year to 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 go here, even a little bit more. So, but we'll see how things transpire. But the biggest thing that they have is they have options, but I think we agree here that it's now time to start bringing those options up to yeah. Pittsburgh. Yep. Okay. Yep. And, and, so. and see see if they can pay off. So, yep. so. Uh, with that, let's uh, take a quick pause, and yep. uh, we'll come back with that uh, round. Some, some, round some rompage. Round. All right, man. All right, Dave, back from the break. Uh, five four, top nine, uh, one out. <sighs> Real time update, yeah. And this us, uh, uh, Jess Palacios again. Please hit one out. Uh, Is there anybody on? Oh yeah, he's got uh, a Jack just walked right. Yeah. Uh, uh, nobody out or one out. One out. Um, Rick. Yeah, so we'll see. I'll, I'll probably be here to the end of the game, and then uh, you know maybe I'll help Scott mow the lawn as the guy did an hour or so before. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm muddy. But <clears throat> so speaking of, so we were on, I just got through talking to your beautiful bride uh, about her Swifty experience down there to the old Acrosure. Oh, oh, oh. Get down. Up. Wait. Oh, yes. my. Go. He's First, holding up. All right. Second and third one out. I told you I love that Palacios guy. Anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, you Not can the apo- singer, you the know, baseball player. You can player. apologize anytime <laughs> you want. No, so uh, the, back to the Swifties. Um, I think it's... Uh, Pretty amazing this this event that uh, went on tonight and it's going to go on again tomorrow. Uh, as I mentioned in, in the beginning, and, and Tessa so definitely pointed out that uh, people waiting in line for all their uh, merch the day before, and then yeah. uh, since uh, today the lines weren't as, as long as as, as uh, Ali just got through telling us. But you know, which I, I wanted to, uh, you know, how the uh, on. Uh, What's the show that Will Bond and uh, what you call it have the uh, pardon the interruption? Pardon the interruption, right? Uh, they always have the stat stat boy Kornheiser, yeah, right, Tony Kornheiser. Yeah. Thank you, uh, stat boy. Tell us what we messed up. Yeah. So last week, I believe, when I was talking about uh, Mr. Dubas and about how he should be given a little bit of a pass because he got these guys in position to 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 do something, and it, you know they didn't. They you know the top lines didn't produce, and that's not his fault. He can't. I mean, the players have to play, play, Can't play. Shift. Players have to play, 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 and I and I and I attributed that to Katy Perry, but that's actually Miss Swifty there, Taylor Swift, with the uh, shake it off, ah. the shake it off. So I, I apologize for my my uh, teen idol or, or not Look at teen that. idol. Sixty five. He's coming up. Yep. In a couple, who's this? Uh, Swinsky's on third, number sixty five. Who's up? Is it Key? Yeah. Okay. So f- to to just real time drop in second and third, top of the ninth. One out. Got to at least get this guy in. Yes. Sack, Sack fly, fly somehow, Sacrifice, some way. Yep. Don't chase. Just get something with some depth in the outfield. The ball. I mean, obviously a single would be preferred. Uh, sure. A safety would be preferred. But <laughs> So since we're really in the middle. Oh. Oh. Nope. That's foul. Uh, but the, 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 the Swift-a-mania. Uh, yeah. 
was is just just it's just a whole rapture here down the on your well, north shore. It's, so. it's it's funny because uh, I was Incredible. talking to my VP of uh, hockey operations, and and he drives cab, and he was down by the Omni, and I was actually in town trying so to. He's the Vipa, uh, uh, yeah, as opposed to the Poho. Uh, yeah, I was uh, trying to cut through town, coming f- home from an. Uh, lunch at, on the south side yesterday uh-huh. and i was by the steel building and he was Oops. he was uh, describing some uh it's the heiress tour and so yeah. the, the the girls are encouraged to, to dress as each different era for oh her, her okay. i didn't know what that meant actually and and so uh, and, and, t- and today was a concert so it was yesterday it's a strike three Fuck. You can, come you on key you gotta that, protect there that, that's that's a you gotta protect it's, it's not even close son of a uh, so I just, I just, you know, you, you see this mom and toe with these uh, late teens, early twenties, and they're, you know, um, that's that's a hell of a. Pit. I mean, it's I think at the that, knees. I think but that still. might have been a little outside, but you got to protect though. Two strikes, you got to protect. Gotta, yeah, it, it it's not like, your pitch, foul it, you know, whatever. But you can't. That's, that's and that a, was in. That was the, it's, it's not even the a perfect pitch. But you still have to at that point. This guy's yeah. a bitch. This 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 closer, but yeah. Anyway, you you're at the steel building and the whole yeah deep, yeah. Deep so I, I saw these 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 gals walking around and uh, it just uh, you know she t- uh, Taylor just uh, you know she's she's got it going man she's she's got them all dressed like her walking like her right. and uh, buying all her shit and you know showing up at uh, you know seventy thousand a clip at all these stadiums and, yeah and they got two shows here. Yeah, and you know, the funny part is um, she's been here several times. Yes. You know the weird part is um, and a lot of people maybe not know this, especially maybe younger people if there's tens of people listening or their kids listening or uh, super fan Phil's kids, whatever back. Uh, she's been here several times and ba- her first time being back, like I think at Oh six or somewhere in there. She, so she took a wild pitch too. She, she, um, I don't know. This is maybe on nine. She, she did, um, the halftime show at, uh, at Heinz field. Oh, uh, former, you know, the former Heinz field. Not for sure. sure. Um, and also was um, she did the uh, uh, Star Lake? You don't know? even swing! Don't even swing! There you go. So they walked him right. Yep. So did did that. So she's got a history here, and yeah. being from Wyoming, PA, which Why is a by, by Philly, but she's had a a history here, and she actually oh. um, is this delay. This is this Raspberry is why, delay. This, yeah, this, this is, is why they need Henry Davis and or Andy Rodriguez, Andy Rodriguez for this, this, situation, this situation. Right, stinking. He's going to hit a grand slam to make us look bad, Dave. But <laughs> it, it doesn't. It doesn't belabor the point that, that this is this is uh, exactly why because right. he's not going to do anything. And you know what? If they weren't even if they weren't in to start the game, they could have inserted them right here in the spot. You know, they don't him one, for taking their first pitcher. One of the one of the two four zero walk. Yeah, one one of the right one of the. I mean, yeah. I mean that that's I think cementing our point that one of those two should be up here in this scenario. But uh yeah, big Swifty there. She has a big uh history with uh and I'm gonna uh, uh, he, uh this is not gonna end good. And w- while we're watching for this probably last out to lose the first game to the Brewers, I, I wanted to just to just bring this up and I'm gonna spin up the PG here because they had a, a really good thing about her um her situation uh today and uh uh, uh, <laughs> find this uh, t- Taylor time. I think that they Taylor that. time. Um, T squared. She, she, uh, she, she has a history here. So, um, it's one of those things where you don't realize. Uh, What's uh, great, great counsel pitching about her? 
He called timeout. I don't know. I don't understand. He looks like an accountant. Get the fuck back in the dugout. <laughs> he did score that game-winning. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> your, uh, your, uh, not the Marlins, but the uh, the Diamondbacks, I believe. Yes. Um, but you know, she's she's had a Taylor that has had has had a big uh, uh, history here, and uh, and it's it's amazing if you just go back and and look at at, at what she's done throughout time here she's played several times and uh the last time not the last time but um i think it was uh oh, that's it it's over so yeah, you get close to it so no longer in first place so um she um in, i think it was 2015 16 my friends from bob and linda from florida were actually staying at the station square that's a that's a sheraton right station square yes over on the I stayed overnight and got a room there because they had a room there, and they were on the the level of, uh, right below the top level, which is completely luxury suite, like a whole floor thing. And she was performing there, Taylor, and they had these. I don't even know how I got a parking spot because I was I was actually staying at the hotel. I was I was reserved a spot, but they had these limos there to take her over to uh, the stadium uh, there and. Uh, you know, when I got there, they were taking her there because I got there in the middle of the afternoon or so, and they were taking her there. And then when I was hanging out with my friends there, we, we stayed there the night, and we were out in the little terrace they have. And then all of a sudden, all the people from the stadium were coming back, uh, walking down the, the, the path there, down the, uh, uh, whatever that, uh, what is it, the, uh, the, <laughs> You know, down that that uh, thing that goes along the river, that that river walk yeah. uh, scenario, and and so she's had a big history here. So, but I want to throw in a couple quick things. Uh, one, we we talked about this, the 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 stush thing and Stan Stavern, and I yep. I, I want to throw in an additional thing. I got met him personally several times, and he's been he's just been really it was really gracious and emailed him several times, and he read my emails on his show dozens of times and just and I met him in Bradenton with, with when Stan and Guy were doing their show there. What is that bird chirping? There's some kind of thing on your computer or something. Oh. Um but anyway, uh got to meet him down there down the That's uh, a down, Twitter the bird. down the line. <laughs> okay. Um and you know they could have they couldn't have been more gracious and they're like, Hey Dave Dave in Tampa. They're like, Oh okay and then we, we had a great time and so I mean, eighteen years for sports beat. I mean, you talk about right. like a, a local show, uh, and even a, a national sports type thing would be a, a lot of years to have something like that. And that is uh, just an amazing run uh, through KBL Sports back in the day, and then you know, AT and T Sports, and uh, uh, it was Fox Sports Pittsburgh at one point. They yes. kept changing hands. Root uh, and, and, and root, root root sports, yeah, root sports uh, as well. So all those iterations that survived all that. So I mean, I mean, God bless that guy. You know, uh, it's just uh, any, any particular other droppings you want to have about that. I mean, no, your, your I mean, recollections. As, of, as far as Stan, like he's you know always, um, and, and this this is not going to come across the right way, but like the you know always the the number two guy is is I think about. Sports talk. Uh, the first guy, obviously, was Myron Cope, and and he was always, um, you know, this the second guy, but he he outlasted and and 
overshot Myron in different ways because Myron was, you know, the, the one of the color guys for the Steelers and, and did his his talk show and, you know, had the Monday wash day hotline and all that stuff. But but Stan just, you know, he went into hockey. Uh, you know, of course everybody knows baseball, but mm-hmm. he just he, he just went into other things, pit football and, and everything else and, and to me, pit basketball he he just tra- you know transcended it and, and you know he was a transplant from Cleveland and and accepted that and and he had some great stories about um you know his experiences as a kid uh with the Cleveland Indians and them stinking and, and, and yep. after they came off of championships before he really started following them and then they just stunk for decades yeah uh in that uh, shitty stadium that they had up there yeah uh until the uh, the Jake uh and uh, just you know, he was a, he was a, a true gentleman. And he was always uh, very. I, I never had the chance to, to interface with him as as you did or, mm-hmm. or, or meet yep. him, but he he always seemed very personable and. Yeah, he was, and he uh, wouldn't uh, just chuck people to the weeds. Right, call. He, he, yeah, he, yeah. he really he would listen to people. I yes. mean, if people got really shitty, then he would yeah he would yeah try to move on with them. But but he listened to people. He understood the passion of Pittsburgh right. sports people, and he didn't he didn't poop. Poo poo their 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 you know their their comments and and they it, it knew how passionate they were and he let people talk and and I think that was a a big a big strength of him so you know Godspeed to you uh, Stush and whatever I want I just want to throw one last thing in and then you can you can you can we're getting a little more serious with our rompage here tonight but um, a big um, thing you know that happened here in 2018 which I was personally you know, in, uh, involved with, well, not involved with, but a, a, a personal stake in, which is the the horrible um, acts of violence against uh, Jews at the synagogue and, 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 the, and the mass killing in, in, in October of 18, which I, uh, I, I personally was involved with because a good friend of mine, Stan Malinger, lost his, his mother, Rose Malinger, and his sister, Andrea Wedner, um, who uh, testified a couple of days ago uh, yep. compelling stuff that's been all over the news and just incredibly sad and forceful. And unfortunately, those people have to relive that whole scenario from five years ago, and that's just the way it is when you're in a trial. But um, I, I, I was personally shaken again because, you know, I, I I went down to Wilkins Avenue. I went down and smelled all those flowers al- along that whole area. I watched, uh, and, I, and I put this on Facebook a while back, but I watched people putting these... these uh, <clears throat> like commemorative stones, the memorial stones that Jewish people do, and they and they create them and whatever. And I, I remember being down there, and and, and one of the takeaways that happened because I, I I went down there just shortly after that all happened, and of course they had everything blocked off, and I knew I was going to meet my friend Stan down there to talk about how he was holding up and, and talk with him. But you know, there was a lady that was with her mother that was obviously very elderly, and they were putting these these, these stones on there and. And I, I remember saying, "Hey, where did you get these? You buy them in a store?" And 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 the and the girl said, "No, my my mom stayed up all night last night making them." And I, and I remember having to turn away from her when she said that because I had to compose myself because I was just so uh, obliterated by that. How comment. do you make a stone? I don't even understand. Well, well they're just little rocks. Oh, okay, they're just okay. little rocks, and they put them by because okay. they had everybody's yeah, name yeah. by that 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 you know that passed, yeah. and they they had them right along the synagogue there. And, and the police and everything were letting people go up and putting them by their, by their little, you know, kind of makeshift memorials. And 
And when that lady said that, I, I, I that was yeah. what brought it all home to me. And uh, you know, I went to the f- funeral, and I, I went to the at the at the uh, whatever that um, congregation was down there. I don't remember now, but there was like two hundred and some people outside, like waiting to get in. It was drizzly, and I got in and I got up to Andrea, and she had got shot herself so in the arm and chest or shoulder so she had this i would just describe it as like a foam rubber lego that was around because they had to put this foam thing to protect because she had to go into surgery and yeah and stuff after you know falling on top of her mother who was already pet and a very vibrant 97 year old woman who i met several times and made me you know kosher salami sandwiches back in the 80s and I mean, it just brought back a lot of shit, Scott. I mean, because, you know, my friend Stan, you know, he, he lost his mom and, you know, he, he was very stoic during the whole thing um, and somehow got through it. And there's and the, 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 the Jewish people that showed up there, yeah, they were so stoic and I don't know how they, I don't know how they're, it just wasn't a big puddle of people just bawling. They're... And I remember asking one guy that was in line. It was just guy at Yarmacon, and I said, "How do you, how do you, how are you people like dealing with this?" And he goes, "This is what's your name?" And I said, "Dave." And you know, I'm a friend of Stan Malinger, you know, Rose's son. He says, "Well, Dave, well, we, you know, we've been persecuted for decades, <laughs> so, decades, yeah, for thousands of years, hundreds and thousands of years." So. You know, it's not like that we you ever get used to this, but right. you know, we just we just know that understand that people there are people that just hate us out there, and right. you know, uh, and so when something like this happens, we just try to get together as a group and try to deal with it, and and we don't wail and scream like maybe some other races of people would do. Not that that's wrong or anything, but you know, we just come to uh, almost. Uh, expect something like this maybe not to this magnitude but something like this to happen but i don't want to go too far into this but i just want to say that in my whole life scott which is 62 years strong now thank god and baby jesus but it was the most powerful the most powerful impactful thing that i ever went through walking down and seeing those rows and rows of flowers on Wilkins Avenue. You could smell them all the way almost into Braddock probably. <laughs> um and, and, and seeing, you know, the way that people were bringing food to the cops and Yeah. Uh the one thing I would say is that it really to me it really uh kind of solidified how great of a community Pittsburgh is. The way they came together, that's all I got because I'm going to yeah, lose, it. lose it. You know, it's 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 the shining uh, example uh, that we can highlight here. And unfortunately, we could also talk about uh, some not so shining examples. But we'll focus on this one. And it's 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 good to highlight the positive and and that community and uh, their fortitude that you 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 so eloquently brought up i i think that um you know it's 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 like uh anything uh you know having the ability to um just you know make it through forge through uh you know i go back to uh early on the episode even uh not to compare uh, it, 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 uh, a life and death, but just, uh, a commitment level is the way I look at it. Right. 
um, and and you know we talked to Kevin earlier, and and you know f- finding the the athlete or or person or whatever that's that's willing to block the shot, do you know play two hundred feet, uh, do whatever it takes. You know we talked about you know the difference between Ernie Holmes and and uh, Joe Green, and you know er- Ernie just he he didn't have lasting power because he didn't have that. Uh, that discipline and that fortitude um, did it back to the topic at hand here uh, to be able to, you know, deal with the situation and, and nobody wants to see that happen. Um, right. It, it's, it, it, it's, it's terrible. And, and unfortunately those, those things also get politicized. Um, and there have to be better answers and better solutions. Yeah. Um, I want to show you a couple of pictures and I appreciate all the comments. This is, right, I'm just going to show you across the thing. This is my friend Stan and I after when I went down there to see him at his house because he lived right basically right next well, to Well, how is he mom. taller than you? He's Jewish. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> wait, wait, I know. Wait, wait, wait. I, I, didn't even, I didn't even remember that. But uh, this is this is the situation that I talked to down on Wilkins Avenue. Look at the, mm-hmm. the amount of... Uh, the amount of the a lot, a lot bouquets of bouquets down there, there right? Yeah. So you got that, and I'm was that Bouquet up. Street? Wait a minute, that's in Oakland. Never and mind. there was there was a there was a a, a big uh, like a sign somebody yeah. put there of the tree. I think that was that was emotional, but that was her particular star. Now they had this guy that did this. He's but he's been doing this on some of these mass shootings. This guy does yeah. this, and that's her right there. So I I took a th- a picture of Rose Mallinger's yeah. uh, thing there, and uh, y- you know um, I I just think that you know. Uh, good and bad comes out of everything but i think right. one of the things that i experienced by going down there and I, i'm so glad that i did was that uh you know you, what doesn't kill the whole universe makes people stronger and, and 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 makes their resolve stronger you know there's always these comments pittsburgh strong and whatever right, that kind right, of thing right, but right. W- if you were down there i would just tell you that you would have been totally I mean, totally overwhelmed with the communal value of those people down there uh, who've been there forever in the Squirrel Hill area. And, and, and you know, and uh, so just on this, I don't want to go too much further past this, but now that we've reached the conclusion that the, that, that this gentleman was, was shooter was, was convicted and, and uh, you know, we're in the penalty stage, which we'll see if he was sentenced to live or not. Uh, but... I, I just think it's a it, it's it's such a big powerful thing, and it put us on the map, and obviously in a bad way, but right. but at the same time galvanized that area, and I and I'm 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 happy to say that I was a part of it to go down there and and grieve with these people. That's all I'll say because this brings back some shit for me too here in the last week or so when they've had these uh, the trials got so yeah that's all no I that. no uh, but appreciate the the sentiment and the. Uh, the the background and and you know people just become uh, I I would I would think um, numb to all the headlines that that continually get continually uh, uh, popped up for unfortunately uh, for various reasons both uh, you know people that are doing bad things and and, and news outlets that look for clicks yeah these are dark times and, man and, I mean and push for yeah, you know certain things that happen. I just it's it's uh, you know 
I think the thing to focus on though is 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 the po- is you point out the positive aspect from yes. the human spirit versus the negative because if you focus on the negative, it's just it's 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 just. It's it's like a black hole. It's, yeah, it's, it's going to overwhelming, and, and, and yep. you're, you're just, overwhelming. You're not going to be able to overcome it. And and there's too many positive things that you could do to help other people, even if you help one other person, right? Um, yes, that's a good. That's a that's a great point. It 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 you know and and some, could be something simple. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> you, you you could give somebody positive reinforcement that you would just thought it was wasn't even a pat on the back and it, it made all the difference and they decided to not hang himself or right whatever or, right? or it might be or just paying something forward i mean right. i i did this and i'm not trying to pat myself in the back here but a long time ago like it was shortly after that event weirdly enough and i was somewhere and there was some i think it was i don't know if it was all these i don't know where it was but uh, somebody in front of me, they were they uh, they they their, their groceries were more than they thought, and it was like I don't know, sixty three dollars instead of forty. So I don't know what it was, but and 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 they had a certain amount of money, and they're like, well, what what are we short here? Like thirty something. I said, you know what? Just put this on, put this on mine. Right. And I'm not not trying to, like I said, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but it's like right. you you can do something. Because really, at the end of the day, what's thirty dollars you know, or what's twenty dollars? Nothing in the hill of beans. And, and they, you know, obviously, you could tell you had kids, and the, yeah. and, the, and the kids were were dressed with secondhand clothes, and and, and you can just tell it was almost like a little lightning bolt from above saying, you know, why don't you just give the guy the next right. to twenty? Yeah. And I guess that I wasn't ever looking to do that. I don't go around all right. over the place trying to drop good deeds everywhere, but it was like it was a moment, and I'm like. I think I'm being told here that you know I can I can do something. To your point, you could just do something uh, simple. I mean, like, the old lady crossed the road or whatever it might yeah. be, but it could be something that you see somebody like you said in distress, and maybe you say, "Hey, it's going to be okay," or you see somebody struggling. You know, you have a pretty good life here. I have a pretty good life here. If you see somebody that's uh, that's uh, you can have a talking to to say, "Hey, you know, just get through to the next day." We need more of that now because there's so much shit out there. Right. And 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 you know I th- I think that that's the that's the big thing that I I took away by a little thing I did, but also from that moment that happened on late October of eighteen that you know whatever chance I get to maybe make a little bit of a quick difference, it could be something simple. You know, right? That, no, you know, no, very simple. Uh, uh, reminds me. Do you have a couple bucks? Yeah, I got a couple bucks. Reminds I mean, me of the uh, the uh, <laughs> the Super Tramp song. Give a little bit. Yeah, right. That, that's exactly right. right. Just uh, you know, give a little bit, and uh, you know, pass, <clears throat> pass it along. Or uh, what's the the pass out uh, the Oasis song? Pass uh, pass the wine. On, but, yeah, uh, yeah. Pass me down the wine. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, uh, we were talking about a little bit of that off uh, off mic about Oasis. Uh, anyway, Dave, uh, any any other thoughts? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I just want to finish with one thing because I was trying to spin this up on the Post Gazette before when I was talking okay. about Miss Swift there. So so she has been here several times in February of '07, July of '07, both at the old arena, uh, Star Lake in the 15th opening for Brad Paisley, August 30th, 08 opening for Rascal Flats, 09 first headlining show. 11 in Heinz Field, 13 in Heinz Field, 15 in Heinz Field, and that's the one I was at with my with my friends, I believe, because that was June 6th, around, right around this time. But here's a little quote from her. She said, uh, I remember being absolutely petrified walking into the Steelers Stadium with 65,000 people there. At, you know, and, and she told the PG in 09, 
They were playing the Bengals, and I was to sing the national anthem when I was 16 <laughs> and also do the halftime show. It was the first time I had ever been in front of that many people ever. And, and, and that many people just were, was freaking me out. But it was also one of the coolest experiences in my life because the people there were so nice to me. And, and it, was my, it, was, it was in my home state, even though it was across the state. <laughs> I, I was so happy to be in my home state. I was traveling for a long time. And the energy in that crowd and the Pittsburgh people just put me at ease. So I think that was, I just wanted to throw that in because I remember that she, this yeah. article, but I just couldn't right, find right, it right. while we were talking. But but good on Taylor because she's a, she's a good chick and she's talented and she's a good songwriter and she's a good performer. And she's not a, uh, you know, she's very non-pretentious and, and good on her. I hope she makes millions and millions and, and, of dollars. And, and, and the good news is, is if you, you date her, she's going to write a song about you after she breaks up with you. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So there's always, there's always that thing you can, you can take for the rest of your life. That's right. <laughs> good point, man. Ellis was good, man. The interview dropped in. I appreciate you letting the, letting me put that together at the last minute. Yeah, we got a, 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 so we got a, a double two, two sides live here, a double, probably a double, again. Uh, three sides live, I think tonight because. Uh, well, we haven't done that in a while. We haven't, but that, so. that's it's 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 all good content and yeah, buddy. Uh, you uh, head across the pond when? So a week from this coming Wednesday, or if you want to say two weeks from this past Wednesday, all right. Is so we got, I, we got one more show in us. Yeah, we can get one more show in us, and, and we're, we're gonna we're gonna try to effort. Based on Wi-Fi's and time changes and things like that, to maybe throw in one when I'm over in, in the EU. Yeah, and maybe we can see if we can yeah. work, work that yeah. out. You'd have to be doing something in the middle of the afternoon. That's fine because we're uh, five I'll, hours I'll ahead. Fi- so. I'll figure that out. Um, yeah, so we'll see. And, and and we didn't have any time tonight uh, no. to, to to drop in the uh, the French Open stuff, right? Well, we well, I mean the upcoming Wimbledon. I mean, and the French Open, which. Joker number twenty three, man. I mean, I mean, God bless the he. He's you know, and and the the, the the funny part is, and I don't know if you saw this or watched any of it, but in his box with his wife was the other goat, Tom Brady, who's a, who's a <laughs> big a friend of his. Yeah, he was in the box, uh, in in his box at the French Open in Roland Garros for the final with, and you can look that up. I know, but so I, I don't. Like, I don't goat, think goat I, crossing. But that was last week, though. I don't think we had to find the 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 results before we broadcast. Last no, week. we didn't. So yeah. so Joker and Iga Swiatek, who's yeah. just such on a tear, she she just tore through the the field there and you know winning her uh, fifth uh, major championship and the third one there, uh, which is uh, there's only a very limited amount of people that have done that period and nobody at that young of an age. So Swiatek and and Joker. And Joker's... He loves the clay, right? Uh, he loves everything. This is a, 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 and here's the thing. There's, there's a few things, and I'll try to conjure them up before we just get out. Um, when he finished Joker, that is, Djokovic, uh, several things happened. He's now number one again because Alcaraz lost to him. So it's now 388th week he's been uh, number one. Um, he's also he's, all, he's also the only person to win at least three majors in all the three majors at that age. So he he won it at 36. Yeah. So he's the oldest person. Now, Nadal did it the year before, but he's a few months younger than him. Right, so, right. So he's now the oldest person to have won a, the th- at least the, their third major at any tournament right. at, at, at all. So the, the hits keep piling up, and obviously the 23rd major making him the most all time as he goes into Wimbledon looking to, and now he has two legs of the yearly Grand Slam, right. which he had last year, but then lost to Medvedev in the final at the U.S. Open. Yeah. So if he wins Wimbledon, he'll be back on track. Back on for track. That, yeah. For that, for the for the calendar year uh, Slam. 
So it's just a bit, but but the guy is just he's a freak. I find I mean, it funny that you have to to, to uh, enumerate calendar year slam when that 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 should be the default. Well, I know <laughs> what I mean. It just means all. I mean, all in one year, I like know, Rod Labor did I, I it, whatever. Yeah, as far yeah, as the yeah, career, I know, I know, the career slam, as in doing all four I, in, in a career. I, but, yep. Yep. But that, that's all. But but yeah. But thanks for bringing that in. And I'm I'm obviously very stoked. And and uh, we'll try to we'll endeavor to to do some overseas BD. Yeah, uh, if we can make that happen in Scott's schedule, and I mean, I'm pretty open to things, so we'll just see because I'm making stuff up as I go along, right. and then it'd be nice if I could be on the grounds while we do it, or or I could just be in a hotel, room. hotel, well, or, yeah. or wherever, and in yeah. some some space, or maybe yeah, it's some pub, have some good Wi-Fi, or maybe some it, pub, maybe it's having a wee pint with the, with the, uh, with the locals, and <laughs> wee pint of uh, Guinness, or uh, 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 you, you might have to drink some. Uh, Extra bitter over there. I, either that, or I'm going to have to smash a, a very big shepherd's pie to be able to absorb all the alcohol content. Uh, <laughs> those are delicious. Yeah, they are really, especially chips when they're made well. Right. Yeah, fish and chips. So anyway, thanks people for hanging on for our tr- three sides live, and uh, we'll probably have one more show we drop in before I get the hell out of here. All right, peace out. All right, man. Thanks, man.